0: Come in. Hey. Going, awesome. How you doing? how are you? Doing? Hi, how are you get about yourself. What are you doing? I, I guess go ahead and have a carry. Oh, bye. Who are you? Hurricane. Hurricane Helms. <laughs> I tried to get my eye on you. You're going to be a hell of a superstar here, man. Thank you. What are you doing? I saw the inspirational speech you gave out there. I'm ready to do something. Let's go. Cool. What's, what's that? Statue. I know it's a tattoo. What the hell is oh, it? It's the green lantern. What? Oh, my God. I cannot believe he's got a picture of the green lantern on his arm. Oh, my God. What's a green lantern? Superhero. <laughs> a what? Superhero. He, he beat Superman one time. Punch him, right. Bam. Bam. One punch. All the time. i
1: always like that when they would say mm-hmm. i gotta pay the water bill or like you know any <laughs> yeah. any like euphemism for taking a shit or a piss <laughs> i find charming uh,
2: uh drop the kids off of the pool that one's weird go that one's see, weird go
1: see a man about a horse um yeah, this one's gonna have. I've got a, I've got chili on the stove, so we're gonna have. Ooh. Uh, well, it's my wife made it, but I'm I'm in charge of stirring it, so I'm gonna stir it between each match. Um, and I'm gonna start. Right. I'm gonna start. Well, I guess we'll start the show, huh? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Okay, why not? Right. Okay. Welcome to Wrestling This Grows. My name is Bucky. My name is Siobhan. And I'm gonna stir the chili. I don't know if this is.
2: That's great content. I think. hear that. People fucking love chili.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty, you know, it's not, it's nothing too complicated, but she's, she knows what she's doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She's got all of her, I mean, it's complicated in the spice level. My wife's a master, she's a master chef from Halo. Um, well, this is my birthday this week, so this is my birthday episode. I'm turning 33, um, on, <laughs> um, on March 17th, the day that this in theory will be released, and, um... I'm I'm definitely on one. I've definitely been on one about my birthday, uh, not really about my birthday, but in a general uh, sense that when you, your birthday is this week, you like panic and have a yeah. crisis of everything you believe about yourself, and you wonder if uh, you're really just playing a character all the time. If there is a person in there, or if you're just mm-hmm. a fucking compilation of everything you've ever seen or been influenced by, and you know that is what a person mm-hmm. is. So what's the difference? Yeah. Anyways. It's my birthday episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been on one. Um and we're going to do it and I don't really want to fuck around too much cuz I have the kid and I want to be somewhat quiet. If you know, just decent, normal. We're going to I'm not going to get crazy on this one, all right? <laughs> yeah. My hype meter is not going to go That's probably not true. I re- I I picked these matches you've got your birthday episode coming up next week. And then I picked, I picked these, um, these are matches of course, that mean a lot to us individually. For me, they almost all come within the frame of like 97 to 2004 is like the time that I was really that. Yeah. All right. That was loud. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I think Jack's played street fighter over there. Hang on just a second. Um, yeah, he, uh, na, 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 he na, na, na. he's he's really digging into some of the more violent apps these days. <laughs> um, hang on, just a second. You you vamp for a second.
2: All right, so yeah, like I don't know how much of that you know was. I just pick matches, of course. I just have like I, I my birthday canon idea is always just gonna be like, okay, so we could talk about this. I well, I want to. I have no fucking idea how though. Like when are we gonna do it? So you know, we'll <sighs> figure it out, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, what's what was the show? Sorry, I'm back.
2: I was just, riff- yeah, I was just riffing, yeah, riffing on like the birthday canon idea. Oh like, yeah, most, well... mine mine's a little more wide ranging than yours. I have uh, two in your time span. I get actually only one in your time span,
1: but like, well, I have a specific era where I where wrestling was everything to me, mm-hmm. and then you know for a really long time it wasn't, and then I have another era where it became very important to me again, and that leads into us having this podcast, of course. But yeah, the 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 time that means the most to me and the, you know, the memories you carry from your childhood and some things are like, man, I can't believe I ever liked that. And then other things are like, wow, I really didn't appreciate this. Or some things are like, wow, that really fucking unlocked like something for me, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why we should start with, uh, the first time I ever really respected a fat guy wrestler, uh, Shinya Hashimoto versus Genichiro Tenryu. This is from the New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Climax 1998. I believe it is August 1st. Um Hashimoto uh being a man of similar stature to myself, a little shorter I think, but yeah. you know, just one of those guys that when you're when you're like a growing teenage boy and perhaps growing like a little too much in certain places and looking pretty, you know, <laughs> you, you don't love your body at times, you know, when you're a teenager and it's hard to accept being a fat kid. It's, you know, it's never yeah. easy for me. Uh, but Shinya Hashimoto was like one of those guys, like one of those guys where I was like, Oh, everything he does, I could like kind of almost do. And so he was a big influ- influence on me, like backyarding, you know, um, I wore the headband thing, you know, yeah. um, to the ring for a solid year. <laughs> my, my big Hashimoto year. Um, so yeah, this one is this is just a block match, right? This is a block round.
2: Um, this was I think a quarterfinal or a semifinal. Oh, do they have a bracket year. in this one? That yeah, ninety eight okay. was a single elimination. Oh round.
1: okay okay. This one's uh, they this, did it wh- over
2: two free nights. That's one of the best G ones because uh, I watched almost all of that that was available <laughs> yeah. a couple I, years
1: ago. I did uh, that at some point too, on, on ditch. Shout out to the ditch.
2: Yeah, it was a free days. So <laughs> Shout out to the, the ditch. July 31st to August 2nd. Um Hashimoto's ter- run here is uh, phenomenal. He also has the uh the great uh, a great match of uh, Kazuya Yamazaki, Yamazaki, but this is the uh right. Yeah, this is the quarterfinal
1: okay. on August 1st. So, but still it's like two huge stars, two huge stars that are like kind of I mean Hashimoto's at the peak of his stardom here, I would yeah. say, and Tenryu is Tenryu's just like a guy who stuck around, you know, because he was he was the the antagonist for so long, you know, with war. So that was sort of his position in New Japan for the longest time. After he leaves, you know, after he leaves all Japan in ninety, is that, yeah, ninety, nineteen ninety, yeah. and he does he does his other promotions, and he al he's always working with New Japan, you know. He's clearly got that relationship, and and they've wrestled a few times. There's obviously a Tenryu uh, Fujinami match that I think is like. What, like, he breaks his nose or something? Yeah. (laughs) Is that right? I think I've got that right. Yeah, Um, a
2: friend of the podcast, Phil Schneider, had not friend of the podcast, David Bixenspan, on The Way of the Blade. Just now, to
1: talk about that. Just now, they recorded... Yeah, it's like a minute list? ago. Okay. Um, uh,
2: yeah, they released it a minute ago too. it wow. a minute ago, I mean yesterday. Somehow, uh, right?
1: They you know, recorded the it in the past, incredible. They're recorded it in the future, it. sent back to the past. That's the podcasting. That's how we do it. I love that's free safe call in show. The basically. free safe call in show. Yeah, um, yeah. Hashimoto is just one of those guys that. I guess, when you first see him, because you're, when you're on the internet when you're a kid, and you see this name, Shinya Hashimoto, and it's like, you know, yeah. you're, you're looking at a lot of Japanese names, so doesn't, nothing really stands out, or whatever, too much, but he's like a guy who's often mentioned as one of the best guys in the 90s, like, back then, you know, when it was yeah. all about the Four Pillars, and the, you know, Hansen and Williams, and like, the, the, the usual suspects for the mm-hmm. top lists of best Japanese matches of the 1990s, you, there wasn't a lot of New Japan in there except for the juniors the juniors obviously
2: yeah new japan um heavyweights were horrifically underappreciated yeah yeah um there there's the the there's a tremendous uh fucking uh hashimoto fujinami match for the uh, iwgp that dave Meltzer apparently never even watched and it's one of the best (laughs) matches of the
1: 90s yeah that's cool. And I was mean, that I a believe fucking it.
2: dome show? I think the Osaka Dome, maybe a big ass dome show. It might have been the damn Tokyo Dome. Uh, and you're like, oh, okay. That's just that's just how it was.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so Hashimoto is Hashimoto like Chono Muto. Obviously, these are like names that you knew. Hashimoto never really worked. You know, he, he unlike his WC, his like New Japan brothers, the Three Musketeers, of course, which is yeah. Chono Muta and and Hashimoto. Um, mm-hmm. Chono. Obviously spent a good amount of time wrestling in America, you know, came over early, like wrestled in like, at, has he wrestled Spring Stampede or some shit? He wrestles at Starcade one of those years. And then he comes back later on. Yeah, he's on he's yeah, in the he's NWO. On a sold out and shit. Yeah, he's on the NWO Japan, obviously. Uh, and then, you know, Muda obviously had already, Muda was, Muda gets, Muda comes back from the US in 89, 90 um, to Japan and is a bigger star than he ever was before. Yeah. That's what happened with Muda. Muda, like... Became a bigger star because of the WCW. So these guys, but Hashimoto, you know, I don't think he ever he never wrestled WCW. Right?
2: He has he wrestled one night in WCW.
1: No shit. It was
2: the uh, NWA World Tag Team Title Tournament in '92.
1: Oh, of course.
2: Yeah, Tim and Hase, because uh, Akira Nogami had some kind of eye injury. So hilariously, it's like, who do they wrestle? Uh, Okay, so Hase and Hashimoto in the first round, they take on the fucking Freebirds, Jimmy, J- oh, Jimmy God. Jam Carpet. Oh, yes, of course. That's such a good pace. show.
1: That's the one with and the Steiners versus Miracle Violence connection, right?
2: No. Is that not that, the show? No, that's the Bash. Um, not the Bash. The, not mm, the bash okay. the, yeah, the, the, the uh, Clash of Champions. The fucking yeah.
1: Watts, WCW. It's a, what a thing. Um, Steiner's
2: aren't even on that show, which is
1: incredible. But the other Hashimoto match on WCW? I must hear it.
2: It's it's Barry and Dustin versus Hase. Okay.
1: I feel like these matches were like, well, Hashimoto didn't really gel with the American style. I feel like that was what people always say, but I haven't rewatched that in so long. uh,
2: I think that's unfair. I don't know. I mean, I think that show seems like tragically underrated by... uh, Yeah, that seems like
1: a show we should just watch and do a show for. (laughs) Oh,
2: I watched... Yeah, I mean, like... The like third thirty-year
1: anniversary, right?
2: Even yeah, even the fucking uh Vader Sting match somehow
1: is underrated. Mm. But
2: that, now I'm saying underrated by the standards of. There's a uh, Vader
1: Sting singles match on that show.
2: Yeah, it's where Vader wins the title the first. Time. Oh, is that
1: the one? Okay. okay, okay, that's right. Okay.
2: And I'm just and like now I'm saying it's underrated, but because of a certain class of people who are judging this show, you know what I'm talking about? The inmates, mm. and they're, they're all, all like, yeah profound
1: oh, well. figures. They think they uh, well, I don't know. Like they, they're fine. Look, they, they, they're gonna watch ambition. They're gonna get mad when the when the guy does the stiff headbutt. Um, All
2: I I know is that I see a three point eight six for a miracle violence connection Barry and Dustin match that I've watched, and I don't love that match. It's not a three point eight six.
1: Fuck off. I can't say I remember it. I can't. I, I I guess the one I'm thinking of is the is the Steiner's match where it's like they barely hit the ropes and it's all just wrestling. Yeah, the that's it They
2: have a couple of matches like that's definitely they definitely have they throw that one on as like the first uh as the main event of that clash that's the one where uh fucking yeah uh, yeah. biff wellington and benoit of course of course that's Um, the show i'm thinking of okay that's cowboys are there yeah classic
1: show classic what the fuck vhs tape um yeah all right so hashimoto let's see hashimoto i guess was a guy that i i got a um A best of tape from High Spots.
0: Yeah.
1: I think is what happened, is like 2002 or so. Um, I would just look at match lists on High Spots all the time. Um, And just, I would just, you know, remember the names and I would like look at pictures. I would like, you know, search for pictures. And, you know, you can really look at, you can't, there weren't video clips. Of a lot of this stuff, no, yeah. Like I remember being able to like
2: you. Would you were you hitting up like online World Wrestling and shit? I do,
1: I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't even tell you anymore. I mean, I, you know, I was on Death Valley Driver and stuff. Like I, I was looking at, at places like that, and I, I I didn't really look at the message boards a lot early on. I got into CZW fans, which was the other one that I was you know on all the time. That was sort of my home message board for like O two O three. Um, after I really sort of found what I liked, you know. Um, and there were a lot of people on there that were really cool, you know, CCW fans, RIP. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so I would, I would memorize these names and I would look at the Death Valley Driver video reviews and I would read, you know, Dean and Tom K's fucking whatever tape reviews of some random show they got that like all the matches were clipped and like, and they'd say, "Wow, this is really you know." Dean would have like a bunch of stuff that was in all caps with exclamation points, and then it would say, "It would be the really cool bang. if this wasn't clipped." It would be awesome. Uh, a lot of that stuff, you know. So yeah. there was there was a lot of that. I was reading a lot of that stuff, and I, I I figured out before I ever even knew what Hashimoto looked like, I knew he was an ass kicker because I'd oh, seen yeah. the name, and I, and then when I saw him, I was like, "Wait, this this is the guy." This Fat guy, that
2: Elvis, that Elvis, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah, he is. He really is. It's it's. But in all the best ways. Well, just, yeah, and he carries himself in a certain way, right? He's a big tubby fighter, and everyone loves him. That's the, that's the other thing about Hashimoto. Uh, his, his music fucking rocks, obviously. His interest yeah. is always amazing. His name is too many syllables to, to chant. So and, kinda, it kind of goes Hashimo. Hashimoto. 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 And it's Hashimoto.
2: Like, I, no like they 're doing just...
1: they hit all the syllables no they 're hitting, the yeah. hitting the toe i think they 're hitting the toe i 've always heard the toe, but i I think it's a, it 's it's a name that shouldn 't work and yet it does and they and they chant it along with the music and he 's just a guy that people love at this point, especially mm-hmm. for whatever reason I mean like you know whatever he wrestled, he wrestled Vader and shit and when when he lost to Vader um they they rioted or whatever right like he's been beloved for a long ass time Hashimoto
2: and Iran and amusingly we are going to get to talk about how the uh, him becoming a beloved guy the start of the Odyssey on my birthday episode but that's just that's just a teaser for oh yeah I don't even
1: even remember which match you're talking about but I'll 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 look at it in a minute um he's He's a really wonderful guy, and he he's a very basic sort of wrestler. To to if you really want to like boil down some so, like what what is a wrestler? What do they do? What if you strip away all the other shit and they just do the stuff they have to do? It's kind of yeah. Hashimoto is kind of like the ultimate guy. Um, Tinrey's music is also such a fucking slapper. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you know, seventies sounding funk Jet, i don't even know what the fuck it is <laughs> well, I... well,
2: well, well, it's really cool well, 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 well. i'll play it you stop now i'll just play in the break i'll just okay. play in
1: the break <laughs> oh come on <laughs> i'll play cool. it was good that was good um now do hashimoto's no um <laughs> <laughs> very good <laughs> <laughs> that's, wait no that's still tinryu i wanted you to do hashimoto's um he's tinryu is wearing the sick as hell robe um, it's got like a dragon and a tiger and some mountains on it or something. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I
2: can't do it. Fuck. What,
1: Hashimoto? Yeah, I can't. I, 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 I can't. I can't do nah, it in my nah, head. So nah, I'm nah, fucking stupid. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. No. 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 We got it. We got it. We got this. Um, the first time I saw him, it sounded like this. I immediately knew what Hashimoto. Like, I know. Like, the, that's one of the, again. That's one of the things about Hashimoto. Everybody loves him. Like, that's an important character trait, is that he's beloved. That's, yes. like, part of his character. And so, the first time you, you see him... You just look into his eyes. You look into his fucking eyes. You listen, and he's just... The, the crowd's fucking crazy, and you hear I, it, and you know. You just know, like, oh, this is the guy. This is the guy. Have you
2: seen... When was the last time you saw Blues Brothers?
1: Ever? I've never seen all, all the... I've seen parts of it on TV. I don't know. Okay,
2: there's a scene where...
1: I don't go for the Landises. Sorry. I know,
2: I understand. <laughs> but there's a scene where... Uh, Carrie Fisher, who uh G- uh John Belushi's ex, who he left at the altar. I'm familiar with him. Carrie Fisher, star off, of Return he, of the yeah. Jedi. And Belushi takes off the sunglasses and just gives her the, like, on his knees and he gives her the, like, he gives her the that's
1: Hashimoto at all times. Okay. It's just, it's just all the eyes. His, he's, like, he's sad he's, Belushi? He's sincere John Belushi? Yeah. He's, Hashim- well, he's, okay. He's like, well, okay. Hashimoto is one of the most sincere wrestlers no, of all time. No, for sure. Absolutely. He's to
2: fucking people what people's asses
1: well so and that's the thing that's part of the contrast here too is that Tenryu is an ass beater but he like tenryu does the thing where like he disrobes as his name is being announced he's like a show like tenryu is kind of a prick yeah like, i mean obviously they're both pricks they both beat each other up really good but tenryu is like a fucking like kind of an asshole like like yeah. he's like he like f- he like fucks with you he like talks shit you know Hashimoto's all business he'll kick your ass tenryu is like kind of a shithead <laughs> It always has yeah. been. He's always been like kind of a fucking prick, like cheap shots and little fucking smirks, and he, he, you know, just punch you in the mouth when you. When it, he didn't need to. <laughs> Laces
2: kick right in the face. Yeah,
1: he's a fucking dickhead. He's a fucking dickhead. And so Hashimoto, the honorable fighter, Tenryu, the older. He's obviously Tenryu's like from an earlier generation. It's a great matchup. It's so mm-hmm. great, um, and yeah the fucking wave of oo's and ahs that you hear when Hashimoto sort of emerges from the, the tunnel. You just know the guy's a fucking star. You don't need to know the fucking guy's name even, and you'd know he's the man. You know? Yeah. And his his only entrance attire, of course, is the bandana headband tied around the head. Yeah. Classic black with red trim Hashimoto pants with the sort of sash belt hanging. Yeah. Oh God. What a look. What a fucking cool look.
2: I remember during uh fucking uh great great american bash jim ross is fixated on the shoes he's wearing because they're not boots they're just like
1: they're little shoes they're little dance shoes
2: they're like karate shoes yeah yeah those are martial arts
1: shoes <laughs> yeah it's hilarious yeah that's something that's another thing about him is not he doesn't do kick pads so when he's it's he's got pants on um usually when he wrestles um but he i, I don't think he wears kick pads He's he's no, just he doesn't, it's all no, there's nothing bulking under those uh yeah. those, those those pants. He's got a big ass shin under there. So that's a big ass pair of shins. Yeah. But no kick pads.
2: <laughs> uh, you can imagine uh a being like you i need you to be kicking these trees
1: yeah right
2: yeah strengthen up break those shins he's the guy harder you send him harder make him harder
1: bitch minecraft without a fucking axe you just go out there and do it kid he's fucking badass he's so cool he died pretty young he's got a son who's like a good wrestler like hashimoto is like a i don't know you know he left behind zero one of course yeah, uh, which is still going and has a legacy that extends even to Mattoon, Illinois, where there's still Zero One USA with Jake Lander and Gary J or whatever the yeah. fuck <laughs> uh, Warhorse and shit, you know. That's Jake wh- Dearden. Yeah, Jake Dearden, Jake Lander, uh, well, Jake Jakes. Parnell. Yeah, <laughs> so there are a bunch there's of Jakes. In yeah, fact. yeah. Um, Think that that's,
0: Robert. Town that's where they.
1: That, yeah, that's where. Um, the uh the cheek happened right uh with warhorse yes. where his cheek got ripped open jake parnell and the turnbuckle yes. mm-hmm. that's so cool that guy was awesome for, <laughs> Yeah, now he's. remember how yeah. awesome jake parnell was before war horse <laughs> when he was like yeah. a, a five foot four guy who was like a hard ass who got his face ripped half open like literally yeah <laughs> It's like one of the gnarliest things i've ever seen oh oh yeah you yeah gary J, too love those guys um gotta rep z1 usa you know it's hashimoto's yeah. legacy that's the thing these guys are honoring hashimoto's legacy warhorse to this day still honors the legacy that hashimoto left behind
2: uh, i mean isn't I that weird
1: would be so cool if you
2: actually wore like ashimaki like the headband
1: oh, well, and shit
2: that would be so sick uh
1: gary J wears the uh uh a hanging sash belt sometimes doesn't he <laughs> you, yeah but that's because he doesn't he can't
2: find p- <laughs> pants that are like small enough for him except like baby store baby,
0: sta- baby <laughs> Gary j gary gary man store, like you yeah. can't
2: fucking that's like that's why he's got to go to the dumpster and like get dump pants out of the dumpster i you think Neil Dime cutter gary knew what Jay. i meant i hope neil Dime cutter understood what i meant when i called him a dumpster guy oh i, I don't know
1: I, I wouldn't worry too much about it i think gary- oh, sure i think gary j being a uh you know he he he's fine i like it. he's got big hands you know i like gary j tiny I just, tiny I just, dick huge hands
2: i just think that like the most i've enjoyed him in the last like two what years was asked? the time that justin kyle literally threw him into a yeah. dumpster
1: yeah it was cool it was cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> um the legacy of hashimoto lives on through gary j um yeah all right so the match um it's mostly uh, punches and kicks and chops.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's just... It's pretty much two, the whole match. It's just two extremely tough men beating the shit out of each other. But here's the thing. So, so you could say that. And then you could also say that about, say, oh, I don't know. I'm going to use one of the most maligned co- uh, combinations of wrestlers in okay. a very long time. Let's do it. From the same promotion, of course. Ishii versus Shibata. You know what the difference is? These guys are fucking selling. They're selling so much.
1: I think I saw people mention Ishii versus Shibata in the in – maybe, maybe it would have, was this. Was that a thing people were talking about in the, in the cage match? Maybe. Was that a thing? Okay, cuz I have seen I've seen that comparison with another match too. People always go back to that one. I don't know which I get. I mean, I think those matches are cool too. I mean, I love, you know, God bless you. I Shimada.
2: think there's very versions of those matches that are good and then versions of those matches that are bad.
1: We just got to go back 6 or 7 years before the style was were it it it, it, it was cool. 8 they years had, ago that was cool. 2014 fucking matches, G1 man. fucking 2000 Yeah, I not I stopped watching. But yeah. it, I, you know, that's why you stop watching that, so that you can remember that Shibata and Ishii used to have really good matches together. Um, yeah, so he's. Uh, let's see here. Hashimoto being the Ishii, then and Tenry- I, I don't, I don't know if I buy the comparison. It's a, it's being a, no, min- yeah. a minimalist match where people hit each other mostly and don't do that much. I mean, that's a lot. I mean. You know, I'm making a face right now. (laughs) I'm trying to, (laughs) I mean, mm, um, that's a lot of matches, a lot of really good old matches, a lot of fucking Lawler and Terry Funk shit. Not a lot of fucking moves in them. They
2: have version, they have like five, six singles matches. They have matches where they're a little longer uh, and there's a little bit more feeling out. This one is, it's in the middle of a tournament. They're gonna have to if they want to win this tournament. They got to win this match, and then they got to win two more matches tomorrow night. Right. So So you think there's fucking you see? They're trying to get out. Yeah, you see this fucking bear on the other side of you, and you're fucking and you're just two (laughs) bears going at each other, and possibly gateway. But I don't mean a gateway. No, this is I
1: wouldn't call this. These two, these two definitely, these two would never. I don't know. I don't. I don't see much uh, in like '90s New Japan. I don't see a lot of homoeroticism. Sorry, a lot more in the King's Road. Not so much here um Inoki was not down. Um the uh maybe he was, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's a lot of punches and a lot of kicks. Um Tenryu spits and drools a lot, um I notice, and they both yeah. they both breathe really hard. There's a lot of ha- heavy breathing and uh Hashimoto is chopping him in the neck and the mouth. Uh Hashimoto does a lot of these overhand chops where he He's not even aiming, like, remotely for the chest. Way up high. Like, he's, like, he's hitting the the neck, the throat, the chin. He's just fucking karate chopping him in the general head region. Yeah. (laughs) Like, real, like, edge of the fucking hand. Like, not pretty. They don't make any sound. It's like the, the... But they he's clearly hitting him in the fucking face. Like There's hitting a lot
2: him. of visual action, so it's like, you know, you don't... You well, don't that's where the spit comes desperately. in.
1: Yeah, that's why Tenryu drooling for half the match until his mouth completely dries up in the second half, which I think I noticed. Um, you know, it's just like... there's not really an easy way... They can't really sell this, because a lot of them don't... They they don't take bumps off a lot of the stuff, too. Well, this match is about two guys standing up and just taking it, which, at this point, you know, fucking forearm exchanges and... and (laughs) Forearm exchanges and chest decages. Like, we're, we're like, at this point where they... This shit is so boring, where I kick you, you kick me, or whatever. Like, we've seen it for a hundred years now. Um, And it's always but it always feels like they've like they've trained to throw like the perfect elbow you know whereas hashimoto yeah. doesn't look like he's ever trained this is just him this is what he does when he tries to kill somebody yeah this is a chop
2: this it's, is his just normal way of doing things nobody like taught
1: one. him how to do that chop yeah that's just what his body does when he's mad do you
2: think anybody i mean in fury, someone taught Tenryu how to do an Inziguri. They didn't teach him how to do that
1: enziguri, okay, all right. Where it looks right, like he's on.
2: getting hit in the back of the... Where he <laughs> looks like he's hitting his opponent in the back of the head with a cement truck.
1: I have plenty to say about the <laughs> Um Alright. Hashimoto kicks him. Tenryu counters by, like, punching him in the face some more, you know. He punches him, and he's punching him. And then we get the first Tenryu Inziguri, which I, we did talk about this when he wrestled Okada. The, Little bitch, yeah. But, but, but... The Inzaguri, which even. So they have caught a match, is what? 18 years after this? Is that right? 2016? Mm. Uh, 17. 19 years. Okay, 19 years after this. Even in. No, 90- no, no it was
2: in 2015, I meant. So it was 17, 17 years, years after Fuck. 1998.
0: Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> Does... It's fine. It's fine. Really. Don't, worry it. uh, Don't worry about it. The
1: fact of the matter being that he, in 1998, was already so lazy with. The... <laughs> Like all right, so here's the thing about the Tidrian degree is that he always hits it really hard. It always yeah. looks like a really good kick to the back of the head, but he l- barely leaves the ground. <laughs> like he barely jumps. It's so funny. It's the it's the strangest move, and nobody else does it like that. Nobody could.
2: There's some there's some other ones where it's just like grotesque looking, but it's it's not the same way. There's, it's like, just not the same way.
1: His body is. Like, top-heavy, first of all. So the, his, the weight of his body falling after he arcs the kick... Like, it's a high kick where he just sort of falls over the guy. It's not... Yeah. A, it's <laughs> And it always looks good. And he always hits the guy in the back of the head really fucking hard with Though what I looks look, like a really heavy fucking foot.
2: But you know what I like here? He has an awkward landing on the shoulder, and he's selling the shoulder. Oh yeah, cool. well he's in it.
1: He's he's all down. They're both they're both super in like. I think they've also beat the. I think I mean look we're what we're like halfway through this match at this point, right? They're both very much in pain
2: <laughs> because it's been nonstop. Yeah, because they're selling, but they're not like oh no I am selling now. Yeah, oh, there's oh, there's no. there's not I'm been not a lot of falls.
1: Though. There's not been a lot of pinfall attempts. It's just they get back up and hit each other more. There's no submissions. They just hit each other and more chops and they throw more chops and Hashimoto, uh, like sort of sells like he's Andre the giant at some point, you know, um, he's like stumbling back into the ropes. Like they're, they're staying up. They're giving it more. They like, they'll be on the ground for a little while. They'll chop each other while they're on the ground. They'll be on their knees chopping each other. The crowd is like simmering. They're about to lose their mind. Um, I have a note here about the about another G one tournament that I want to talk about, but that's not going to fit here. So maybe okay. Um, there's Tinryu sells the arm. He's damaged his own arm, not just by the landing of that, but he. Um, I I thought maybe he was selling the arm because he damaged his o- own arm doing too many chops. <laughs> <laughs> has anybody ever done that? Everybody, he's like, because he switches to punches. For a minute after he's yeah. selling the arm, then he switches to punches, and then he, but then he switches back to chops, uh, and he punches him, and then he chops him, and then he, and then he punches him some more. If that sounds familiar, um, mm-hmm. he chops him in the corner, and uh, the the liquid the so Hashimoto does that overhand thing where it's barely it's not it's a karate strike. Tenryu does a classic flare knife edge, mm-hmm. you know, across the chest. Yeah, um, and Hashimoto being the sweaty fat fuck that he is, um, he cannot digest cheese. Um, the liquid r- really flies off of him on each chop, um, and then 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 there's a spot where Tenry's out on the apron and does the barely leave the ground insegre again, but like reaches over the top rope,
2: <laughs> yeah, like
1: for for no reason except to maybe expose himself for how he barely doesn't leave the ground. Like this motherfucker does not like to leave the ground. No, the-
2: <laughs> oh, I mean it's like. I'm fucking old. I'm sumo. i fucking, I got all these goddamn weird lumps on my body. Uh oh, fucking, Yeah. He is I'm the, here's the, lumpy. Here's
1: the lumpiest. Uh, lumpiest. Back in Hashimoto bends him over and karate chops him between the shoulder blades like ten times in a row really fast. Yeah, he's
2: constant. Like he, they get up from a pit. This a, is like a action like a, and he's just hitting him right in the back. He's hitting him right in the back over and over. Like fuck you, fuck and you, you son of a bitch, you piece of shit, and I hate you. It's like a perfect
1: awesome. loop gif you could probably make of this of these chops. And then, he, but it finishes. He does a, he he rears back and he does a jumping chop.
0: <laughs>
1: yes, and and then Tenryu gets up and he, he 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 chops him some more and he punches him and then they punch and they chop and they they chop each other and and they and they punch each other <laughs> some more. There's some punches and chops and then Hashimoto hits a DDT, huge pop, first wrestling move in the entire match. Um, yeah, it's fucking awesome. And then Hashimoto chops him some more and then there's some punches, um, and some palm strikes. Tenryu hits a capo kick. I don't. <laughs>
2: It's like, a big rolling kick. Yeah, it's yeah, great. yeah.
1: He he hits a power bomb on him. Like scoop slam. He does the big reverse flying elbow drop. There's like a full flurry of Tenryu offense here, where Hashimoto's only done a DDT and chops. And then Tenryu like, "Oh, we can do DDT. Oh, I'll do some moves." <laughs> like the DDT like reminds Tenryu. Like, oh, I could I could I, I know how to do a power bomb. I could do that <laughs> maybe. Um, yeah. And he that he you know uh, and then they chop and they punch and they punch and they chop and. um what, the the probably the best moment in the entire match, uh, Hashimoto's staggered, he's, like, making his way to his feet, Tenryu climbs to the top rope, and he I guess he's gonna fly off with, like, a diving uh, uh, shoulder block or something, clothesline, yeah. maybe? Head first, he dives. Hashimoto uh, jumping, spinning heel kicks him in the fucking face mid-air. It's, it's tremendous. I can't believe the targeting. <laughs> he catches him so good. And if you watch it, I watched it on, in slow-mo, you could really see... Uh, the face Tinryu makes as he sort of slightly turns his head to save it. He saves his nose, but he's very upset before. I can't believe how, how did they pull it off? Like that is, that is such a well-coordinated spot. Out of nowhere in a match where nothing I mean, has been coordinated.
2: It's like here's the thing: Do you if you were 48 years old and you've been a pro wrestler? Is and that like, how old Tenryu yeah, is? Yeah, Tenryu's so fucking 48? old, dude. Okay.
1: Yeah, I've, I mean, I know I, he's been around since '74 or some shit, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. A- after his uh, pro sumo career, so it's like yeah. he's got so his he, was, at, he wasn't he,
1: a young guy in wrestling when he did.
2: He's been fighting for forever, and he just uh, he doesn't give a shit anymore. You know, He just like he somehow like he is somehow his
1: 90s are the best that's oh, it's yeah. his best run just war obviously but you know fucking the fmw shit and just popping in for shit like this like he's he, he's so you know he fucking he's in a royal rumble and shit i don't know Ten yeah it's fucking rules okay I, I i couldn't believe that and then after this the thing after this the the crowd's fucking molten now after that uh hashimoto chess kicks he's uh the the refs there i think it might be red shoes
2: or no, it, it's Tiger. It's Tiger. Okay, I know I
1: recognize the guy. Throws yeah, him off
2: because t- I think Red Shoes was still uh, actually with War at that point, point. and I mean, okay. have, I will never know how you didn't just kill that man. But yeah. that's not even you know, there.
1: Yeah, uh, just uh, wrong place at the wrong time. Just never happened. Um, there's what he 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 lifts Henry up. He sits him on the top turnbuckle. Hashimoto climbs up, and he gives him a. And, all right, so this is just this is this is one of those moves that just doesn't make any goddamn sense um he gives him a super ddt off the second row yeah for two um but f- like who does a super ddt it's like the least spectacular <laughs> it's just I, I i climb up and i yank you down and tenryu fucking lands bad on his oh, like yeah. on his head like not a and not a like a this isn't like a perfect like german suplex wow he could have broken his neck that was amazing it's not like that this is just like this is not pretty this just looks like an injury <laughs> oh yeah
2: it's like because like the the way the, the ddt happens in japan like you i, I think we've talked about how vader the way he always takes the ddt is, is
1: easily takes it like a snap suplex basically uh-huh. it's
2: like about the idea it's it's kind of more like you take it like a neck break it's the yank anything. on the
1: neck the yank on the neck is doing it it's not it's not the impact of the yeah, head
2: yeah like that like that like that RVD style cell or whatever, where you yeah. end up land. You're, you're like straight parallel. I think I think you mean the the head.
1: bastard pack is the master of of, oh, t- of taking a modern spinning DDT, of course. Fucking bastard. <laughs> fucking bastard! He is a, um, yeah. I I I I couldn't believe this. I was like, you fucking maniac! That's so stupid. Who does? Who even does that? Who even does a super DDT? You fat fuck! Oh, uh, and then they chop each other. You know. Yeah, he's got a he's getting over a cold. Uh, Oh, it's we've all been sick. My buddy. Everybody's been it's been a hell of a couple weeks. We've all been sick. I think we went through two different colds in a row. Yeah, we're on a second rotation now. Yeah,
2: Misha was sick, and then (laughs) I got sick. I got fucking sick at work. I'm like, it's like uh, it's like I come in at eleven or so, and I'm like at like one p.m. I'm like, oh fuck, my throat, and I'm still there until seven thirty. Cause I'm an idiot. I should have just left at five or something. But I'm like, uh, uh I'm not fucking going in tomorrow though. Uh, <laughs> that's I had to. Gotta make the, that
1: money. Gotta be able to pay for gas, you know. Yeah. It's you know what I did? And... You, know, you know,
2: you know what I had to do? <laughs> I deleted all the posts I made ever about work uh, from Twitter. Oh, you good job. Why? <laughs> it was a good idea. Yeah. Because uh, I got warned. Yeah.
1: I. I we don't. Need, to, what? We don't warn- need We don't. We don't need to bring that heat to the to the podcast. All you right. Know
2: what a warning is.
1: Uh. It's a warning. It's a Anyway. <laughs> okay. It's, it's not think a, about it. All right. Uh, you be careful, all right? Um, I'll be all right. Be okay. careful what you post. Um yeah, so they chop each other some more. <laughs> And they're they,
0: chopping each other. There's
1: still some chops and uh Hashimoto goes for another DDT. Um and this is all right, so this is the finish, right? Uh they chop each other some more. And mm-hmm. um and then Hashimoto goes for the DDT. Tenryu won't go down with him. Um, So Hashimoto gives him three very brutal, like, knees into the chest while he's been over. Hashimoto bounces off the ropes and just does, like, a kick to the sternum. Like a nothing. Like a a setup kick. (laughs) Yeah. A running kick wham and then Flash DDTs him and gets the three. Which, you know... (laughs) the ddt as a finish for a match is is like insane obviously um, oh, yeah. i mean obviously Hashimoto's won plenty of matches with a ddt or brainbuster or just a uh, kick yeah, to the this head is a or a big
2: motherfucker who doesn't have fu- real the most functional legs this is a guy who's not going to let you get him up for a brainbuster plus he's got to save the brainbuster for something else in the it's like it, no it, but, the you, know-
1: you bump off the fucking super ddt i was shocked yeah, like... I mean, he went for it. Tenryu was good. Ten- I mean, and the fucking, and the dive into the spinning heel kick, which is the goddamnedest thing I've ever seen, yeah. I want to say.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: I couldn't, I forgot about that. I mean, I picked this match. I've seen it a few times, but like, I fucking forgot. But I don't know. He goes for it. But yeah, he's not, what? I mean, and also this is nice, you know? Because yeah. it's, it's Hashimoto maintains, again, he only did one move in the entire match and it was three DDTs and one of them was off the top rope. <laughs> He did yeah. one move, like that was the only. It's fucking awesome. It's so sick to to do one move in a whole match and have it be a five star perfect match. Whole dick Absolutely. and balls. What a fucking guy! And then and then I'm
2: just going to say it because Henry because he because he won of won. Mm. I'm not even sure this is the best match he has at tournament oh yeah well I, I love the yamazaki the match. yamazaki
1: match so i I, so fucking I, was good, Di- I was on i was on ditches what
2: a good tournament what a good fucking tournament
1: yeah man. yeah i'm gonna do i'm gonna start the chili now um but uh go ahead Ditch's uh ditches website of course the ditch uh if you're not familiar um hell of a guy he works for uh i don't know marjorie taylor gross or something now whatever uh, <laughs> Uh, he, uh, he has a few other matches from the tournament and I was looking at that and I I remember, but this was the one that was on the, this was the one that was on the tape. So I've seen the Yamazaki match, but I think I've seen it as a grown, uh, man and not a a teenage boy. Um, whereas this one I saw as a teenage boy and I lost my fucking mind for, um, uh, yeah, it's a good tournament. I was going to say the Oh four tournament. Is it the Oh four tournament? Which tournament does, uh. Which is the one where Takayama has a stroke after his match with Kinsuke Sasaki? Oh, that's <laughs> is that O three?
2: I, I, I believe that is O. Oh,
1: excuse me, O four. Yeah. Okay, it's O four. Okay, because he he yeah okay yeah okay. So
2: that's the penultimate of the last really compact ones. Yeah, but that's uh, because... that's the
1: one with like it's got like a, a like, uh, Manabu Nakanishi is like super hot. Um, it's got Blue Wolf and it's got like a hot young Tanahashi, but then there's like Shibata and it's fucking
2: nishimura is there Nishimura's
1: is there that's right that's Tenryu
2: right you is there is
1: there but then there's is fujita there too still uh no he's, an, he's, he, he's in he's gone he's in the 03 no, he, one. yeah no he's in 05 he's in 05 so he, I, yeah, all he, of them
2: you just you straight in for an mma fight but okay. like Nagata's is there yoshi's there uh suzuki Suzuki is there, yeah is yeah, there. Fuyuki yeah, yeah, no, the Yoshi won himself. talking Yoshi's
1: that's his that's like his crowning achievement is the, that tournament. Is, that's Yoshi's best tournament. I, that's yeah, right. I
2: think that, <laughs> about that those those G like that span where they're just wrestling like they have like eight matches and then every, you're, you're wrestling every night almost. You're wrestling or like six out of seven nights or something crazy like that in the block era. That's the best, and that ends in 2014. They
1: expanded. And they were like expanded six, four. six person blocks. What were they? Something like that. Six. I think that's that I think or that's an eight. Uh, two I blocks that, of eight I think it's two blocks of eight yeah okay I like that I think 16 is the right I mean I don't know like round-robin tournaments are intense obviously that and you know what fuck Takiyama had a fucking stroke
2: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> after that I mean obviously his had had worse things happen to him later on god bless but yeah that um... we, ever, we never talked about Takiyama on the show have we
2: we have not. We will. I'm a that fucking
1: fan of that guy. I'm a big fan of that guy. That's
2: an, But that's a straight up eight day. That show goes eight days. That tournament is eight days. And it's just like, yeah,
1: that's that, sure. That's so good. That's so cool. Yeah, that's a good. That, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Ren Robbins are weird. I'm sterning a little bit. One more time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It. That it, it's, it, it,
2: it was 16 men. And then 2005 is the last one that goes. That one's like 11
1: days or something. A little is long. Blue Wolf in the 04 tournament?
2: Blue Wolf was no four. Yeah. Okay.
1: All right. That's the one I'm thinking of. Okay.
2: No. Yeah. I've. Shuts out. out Blue Wolf. All those. All those <laughs> tournaments are good, is
1: what I'm saying. Well, yeah. The O3 tournament has Sasaki, Takayama, also, and like it's like a, they kind of play off of each other, the two, the two matches, and then Takayama had a stroke afterwards. Yeah. And, and then that plays off the two matches, because <laughs> <laughs> Kinsuke Sasaki, uh, sometimes he kills. I mean, Takayama op- is
2: no free. Uh, fucking. That's Aki- only, oh, that's Akiyama's only in 12. Okay, all right. Well, that's let's... only 12. Anyway, the
1: one G1 too. was awesome. Remember mm. when the G1 was awesome? Yeah, Sasuke. Remember Hanma's run in the 2014 G1? Yeah. Oh. You want to talk about him next? Yeah. That's my, seg- oh, that's wait, my segue. That's uh, my All right.
2: is in two thousand two. That's in two thousand
1: two. Blew my segue. Right, Kensuke
2: let's... left for the Choshu Fed. You you stir cherry chili, chili for a minute. I'm
1: gonna keep talking. No 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 no. I, I stirred my chili. I'm, okay, I'm making okay. a drink. That's now. Good. Um what you want to talk some more about the G one O three? Is that No, it? it's all good. It's all good. All that should be so good. Just yeah. bring it back. Yeah. Just bring it back. It's great. I actually don't
2: yeah. think Sorry it would be. It's hard sound. to bring it back. That's a hot take. But it wouldn't be. But not, you know what you know who uh was a star of g one as you said
1: it's I guess we'll do haunted. this next yeah we'll do we'll do chronological even though we're staying in japan now I, I yeah, all right, we'll do this next yeah, um, yeah, from big Japan there's the sound it's the sound of a podcast being recorded
2: absolutely
1: what is it uh I'm not looking at my computer november 14, november fourteenth nineteen ninety nine. I was acting man. like I didn't know, but I know. I know. I would like to kn- It I'm is like, Yo- it is Yokohama. It's a okay. Yokohama gem of some kind. It's not a Bunkai gem. No, it's not the but it's, it's not not the, not the big, big one. one. But it's uh, I believe it is Yokohama. And the it home is of, uh, Big Japan of course. Right. And it is Ryuji Yamakawa. There's no trash bag in my trash can. Fuck. Um that's another sound you're going to hear in a second. Me opening a trash bag. From Big Japan for wrestling November 14th. It's Ryuji Yamakawa and Tomoaki Hama versus Shadow WX. And the, the winger, winger, former CZW uh, World Junior Heavyweight Champion, excuse the sound. The Winger. Winger Wh- getting up to f- Winger's third appearance on the show. That's not true. There's no that way that's true.
2: Banana match.
1: Oh, banana match. <laughs> no, so oh, of sure. course, the banana match. Fuck.
2: So you know what I want to talk about? Let's talk about some FUBU. Oh. Were you a FUBU guy? You what about the was size I, for fubu
1: i know i i've told the story about no i've told the story on the podcast about how my grandmother my dad's mom uh doris um bought the, the one who was like a you know speaking in tongues crazy uh religious yeah. she uh she bought me a fubu shirt one year for christmas not knowing that it was Four, for bla- four, four, four black people. And we and us. And my father informed her, and she got really upset, and she said, oh, I'll take it back immediately. They should have told me.
2: <laughs> Man, white people wear <laughs> <love> food, <laughs> and you know what? That's a true saw... story no for my person birthday episode. No was ever episode. mad that, a, that a, 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 a white person wore food, but You know what? Because that meant that they were getting paid. Uh... Uh, to
1: be fair, I was like nine, so like, you know, like, I mean, I I wasn't going to say it. But I knew. Yeah, but it's it's cool. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Kevin Nash would wear it on fucking TV, and I would do anything to look like Kevin Nash. Why do you think I've uh, been modeling my hair after him for my entire life? Anybody who knows what I look like understands that. Now now it makes sense. Oh, he's trying to look like 1998 Kevin Nash. (laughs) Makes sense now. Um, All right. So, Big Japan... Uh, one of the best companies, one yeah. of the best companies there is um one of the most consistently entertaining in one way or another companies ever since their their birth in ninety five or whatever yeah um they you know we we covered. Uh, one of their matches, I guess, on our first episode.
2: Yes, it was.
1: Okay, okay.
2: The construction site death match yeah. between Takashi uh, Sasaki. Sasaki
1: and yuko
2: Miyamoto. Yuko Miyamoto. Oh, right? That's and one. we've come back to Big Japan from time to time, but we don't talk a lot about Big Japan. Part of that is because it's well, we it's, don't go to Japan that
1: much. No, if I'm being but honest, but it's also
2: but... you know, Big Japan has errors. And a lot of it
1: is, you know, some is greater than the parts. In a lot of cases, you, fo- yeah. you follow. You could follow Big Japan for a year and get a, get get more out of it than you could if you just watch a match here and there. Maybe,
2: like it's harder to oh. like the big deathmatch match title defenses. There's always going to be at least one really good one a year, but you're know, like, well. Uh, I it's hard to pick the right one. You never know because it's like... well,
1: and their big main events are often so big. And there's so, like if you if you're just jumping in, you're like, oh, six hundred and sixty six light tube death match. <laughs> all right, that's a lot of you know. And you're just like, okay, well, you have no context here. I don't know. It's a hard promotion to follow, and I know that they are not what they used to be. Um, obviously, I have not been watching them much, and and all wrestling in Japan is very weird right now, still with COVID. Um, but luckily covid is over here in America. Um, yeah, we, we've we got educated. a new thing that we like to talk about on the internet now. So it's all good. Um hopefully the the crowd in Japan can uh cheer again one day. Um, yeah.
2: One day. Yeah. You. The
1: nice. uh the the beginning of this is uh Hanma and Yamakawa appearing on the balcony um separate ways by journey. Um, which people, you know, would know from Tremont. Obviously, Matt Tremont came out to the song for years. And, uh, people might not know that it was, you know, R- Ryuji Yamakawa's theme. Yeah. And he was, uh, a, a weird guy who would come out in, like, a a white cowboy hat and, like, sort of a nudie suit jacket. Yeah. And he looked like he could be the, you know, uh 26th lead of Altman's Nashville. Yeah. Okay. Um, he... But this one is pretty cool because they start out when the lights go out, and uh, Hanma and Yamakawa are on this on this uh, balcony, and, he, and each one has a light a light tube, and one of them's painted green, of course, one of them's painted red. And you got a red a red lightsaber and a green lightsaber, of course, in tribute to uh, one of the strangest films ever made, The Phantom Menace, yeah. which had been released six months prior. Um, mui Mui, I love you," or whatever he says in that movie, God. <laughs> to quote. Uh, that movie, to quote Yoda in that movie, um, Hanma the yellow trunks and uh, Yamakawa with the yellow pants.
2: Just yellow pants are phenomenal, boy. man.
1: But they they look like a team. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and then on the other side, we get the Winger, who is one of the worst dressed wrestlers of all time. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, we got a so basically the Winger. He wears a thrift store lucha mask. Um, we know that he always wears that, right? Yeah. Um, but he's got white boots and white knee pads that look dirty, like you know, like <laughs> they've like they've like well, like he put them in a washing machine, but they were too dirty before. Um, you know, he's playing fucking flag football and they have grass stains <laughs> on them or whatever. Um, yeah. He's got jorts on. Uh, they both have jorts on, and then he's got this generic sports jersey. Of some kind, it doesn't have a number on it, but it's clearly it's like the shirts versus the skins, or it's like a practice jersey. It, um, no,
2: it is, it is fucking FUBU. It, it
1: does not look like FUBU. It looks cheap and shitty to me. It
2: looks like off-brand. I I'm refuse. It's okay, it's, is it
1: bootleg FUBU? Okay, yeah, all right. Well, like for this bootleg man, yeah, he is a bootleg man. Um, he looks like shit. It's just he just <laughs> and so Shadow WX is also uh, Shadow WX is really chunky here. Um, I mean, not that he was ever small, but he he moves really well here, so he looks good. He's got the yeah. He's got the fire energy of like a uh you know like a he's like a third rate fucking Tarzan Goto or Kanemura, uh or the other one Fuyuki. Yeah, he's,
2: he's like he's more of a he's like more of a Pogo role, but he's a young guy. But he doesn't but wrestle that, like that. He doesn't. He's not like well, a he's po- like the big villain, but he's not like he's got a the pogo, face like pain. just stay, stabbing people. Yeah. 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 But that I mean.
1: I it's think he's not subtle, you know that. Yeah, but I think he wrestles more like a Kanemura or Fuyuki type. Oh, I agree. Um and he, I I I think he looks good. His character's I
2: think, supposed to be a villain, but he's he wrestles like There's he no wrestles character. like a like a Tubby guy, like a Ganaske, but like worse Ganeske, like more like a Kanemura. His character he's here, a here is that father he,
1: type, yeah. He likes fire. That's his whole thing. <laughs> and you know what? Hell yeah. Yeah. That
2: that's the gimmick of a million uh, fucking uh, backyarders, and mm. most of them are great. Vampiro, for example, many of one them, of the best of them all.
1: Many of them copied his face paint design. I remember that we had a guy who who had this exact the Shadow WX, you know, because we knew Shadow WX. Like these were guys. Also, this was stuff that we saw um, on 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 tapes and on like you know the FMW Tokyo Tokyo Pop uh, VHSs. Sort of led us into this world, and there was there was a a big Japan pay per view. I want to say, or maybe mm-hmm. it was like a it, there was a maybe it was like a, a just a collection of hardcore Japanese wrestling that you could get on your you know for nine ninety nine. I remember this. Yeah, and, they
2: they they did, a, they did a series of these. And it
1: was yeah. I never, I never ended up I never ended
2: up fucking uh, shelling out for one. Well, but I I tried to I tried to scamble, uh do the uh scramble cable thing for it yeah my friend
1: josh his mom would not buy tapes for whatever reason she was down to let him add ten dollars to their cable bill but he didn't she would never buy him tapes or dvds um josh josh who wrestled as chains of course the crazy clown chains um in our backyard fed um and wore juggalo paint was a juggalo nice guy Great, great guy. The guy who preserved some of the backyard footage. Like, he's the guy yeah. who kept those files when I lost my hard drives. So, shouts out to Josh. Um, and his mom who let him buy where we'd see, like, uh, Gaia or whatever, uh, or Arceon. Uh, like, the the whatever the fucking cage match is where the fucking sent on off the cage...
2: You know, uh, that's all Japan women's
1: all Japan. Like that was on one of those. That's like one of the first Joshi matches I ever saw was because it was on that fucking it was on some pay-per-view that I watched at Josh's house. So that was sort of, you know, and we knew Hanma and we knew Yamakawa from that and stuff. Um, and then we got tapes, and we saw these guys, and we loved these guys. And by then Yamakawa was done, man, and like Han- Hanma also had mostly retired from death matches by like O two. Yamakawa, yeah, he's,
2: in all, he's in all Japan, uh, like teaming with uh, yeah, ter- Turmeric Storm. Storm,
1: of course, yeah. Fuck, jeez, um, and you know has obviously made a good career for himself. And I'm, I love Hanma to this day. I hear he's really good still. People are talking about New Japan again. Have you noticed our friends talking about New Japan? Yeah, really? that's because our friends are are like I know just... they're all brain dead and stupid, but still, maybe maybe there's <laughs> yeah, something. Maybe I didn't say that. I just at. said weird man. Well, I've said I've said worse in private. I've said worse to them in private. <laughs> yeah, you have. You said like no, I I I I you know I wonder I wonder what what uh, what's Hanma doing these days because a lot of these old guys still have something to give even if he's not gonna do you know protect your head a little bit yeah (laughs) obviously um but yeah this one is uh the first half of this match this is a tag team death match there's a light tube board in the corner there's another light tube board maybe some uh some there's like ply big pieces of plywood uh barbed wire board barbed wire on the outside board um and then the the match starts out the first half match is a pretty standard tag match between like equally matched teams um shadow w x looks good um he hits fucking a nice lariat early on does a bicep yep. pose, which is an extremely <laughs> funny thing for a guy who looks like him to do um he's got a yellow football jersey on i guess that's just a fubu thing too that's weird that that was like was like we'll just make generic it'll be like a sports thing, but it'll be generic
2: yeah, and that's
1: <laughs> all right whatever uh, the nineties were fucking weird and oh, yeah. ninety nine, like ninety november of ninety nine i mean think about think about it american beauties at the box office we're all watching a plastic bag float through the air <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's a fucking crazy time to be a human being and everybody and that's why we started stabbing each other with glass right yeah it's because we were all so fucking bored <laughs> oh yeah um yeah, it's a pretty regular-ass tag match for the first half. Um, Yamakawa does the Tommy Dreamer hold the guy upside down and show all four sides of the crowd the guy's face before you pile-drive him. Yeah. Uh, which of, of I think we've talked about on the show. Remember when Tommy did that to Francine with her, and her titty was hanging out?
2: Yeah. Have we talked about that on the show? We've talked about that. A couple
1: of times. <laughs> At least once. At I least, mean at least I'm not gonna say three, multiple four, times, but once once sounds seven, at least eight once. times. Uh Hanma backs Winger into the wire slowly and wing this is the first like taste of anything sharp in this match. Winger winger <clears throat> is backed in I don't know if it's the collar and elbow or what, but he gets backed into the wire board, which is propped in the corner. When he comes away, it's stuck to his FUBU jersey. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then Hanma just casually scoop slams the guy with the barbed wire stuck to him. And it's like, it's pulling from the board. Um, and then Shadow WX comes in and just like kicks Hanma's ass away from him and then like gets some distance and carefully removes the barbed wire.
2: And like, and you can see like, I'm like, all right, you know,
1: just yeah, like, go let it go. Go, let it <laughs> they, go They do a thing on the outside for a it's minute. Kind of adorable, honestly. Yeah, yeah. This
2: it's about This is about being good friends and teamwork and you know it's until it's not today. like they're yeah. still in
1: the wrestling portion of this match here and everybody's just like wait a second let's hey. take a second let's <laughs> say let's let's hold it yeah yeah it's good it's honor it's honor um hanma and yamakawa do a double face buster bulldog thing on uh i guess the yeah on the winger because they grab his mask and do it a very funny 1999 wrestling move yeah the old grab the hair jericho face buster bulldog we used to do that to our friends in the fucking hall. In, in middle school, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, all right. So f- the first, the first brush with something really stupid in this match happens. I think when Yamakawa ends up uh, electric chair style on his partner, Hanma's shoulders, and they try to do this elaborate electric chair, doomsday superplex on winger. And then the winger blocks it. And then hilariously sunset flips over the tower and and rolls them both up. <laughs> uh, and I, don't, I think the referee doesn't even count because he's just like, what the fuck is this? It's,
2: that's, that's fake. You're not fake <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> me, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah, me. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. <laughs> Sorry, I, that broke me for a second, thinking about no, that again. Uh, then Shadow WX comes in. Uh, he grabs the first light, too, but he fucking just gives it to Hanma over the top of the head. and And then we're in a different match like it's getting real bloody immediately real bloody. we're in a different match on oh, bleeds from the tube fucking shadow picks him up for a power bomb you're like oh he's gonna power bomb and then he turns around and he power bombs him out of the fucking ring <laughs> <laughs> over the top rope onto a barbed wire board and hanma lands high on the shoulders and oh yeah like that's this is this mother and this and is Masato he- Tanaka's like worst nightmare. Landing. Oh, it, it's
2: it's a full-on awesome
1: bomb. It's so but from bad. like
2: the from the little stumpy man. And it's
1: yeah, and, and yeah, it's worse than in a FUBU jersey. Yeah, yeah, that makes it worse too. <laughs> But also, he lands in barbed wire, which I don't think Tanaka and Mike Awesome ever really did. No, um, and he lands it's like a—it's a bad angle. He lands at—it's a really scary bump. He pops up, and he's got this look, and he's bleeding. He's like—he didn't blade. I don't think. I think he's just—and these these light tubes also—they break in a these early these early Big Japan light tubes. Yeah. They they break in a different way. They they're sort of different. They're not clean like the Phillips fucking Alumalite or whatever that we. That Brett sends out a tweet and says, hey, if you're going to bring light tubes, make sure it's this brand. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you remember when that happened? Oh, yeah. For, like, Tournament Survival a couple of years ago, it was like, if you're going to bring light tubes to the show, make sure it's this specific brand. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. You guys looking for a sponsor deal? Like, fucking, I mean, I get it, but that's, that's crazy that you guys figured it out, and these are the best ones. In 1999, Japan, they were just using whatever light tubes they found in the dumpster, you know? Uh, I, would,
2: I don't mean to shit on it, but it does, like, give lie to the idea in a way, because it's like, I oh, just want yeah. to see, like, l- like, you just be like a light tube, because you just hit, have a light tube. Hit, hit the people with away.
1: trash. I know. The fucking weapon is trash. It's fucking, a, yeah. Oh, I'm with you. I'm yeah. <laughs> Fans bring the weapons is whatever is in your garage. You know, exactly. I'm like, I, yeah, no, that's, that's the spirit of it. No. no,
2: that's the wrong, like wrong, uh, broken DVD player. To bring. <laughs> yeah. This, this, one's is, slightly a, this is a region two. This is a region
1: think. two DVD player. Toby Klein's not going to want to throw this at Butcher's head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a pal. Get that out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he fucking... It's a GameCube? Yeah. How dare you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a 2DS. I wouldn't shove this up my own ass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a scary bump, and, uh, when he gets up, he's bloody as hell, and he's like, why did my legs end up over my head? Like, what the fuck happened there? Um, and then Yamakala Yaw- Yaw- gets a taste of the glass, Shadow's, like, popping dudes. Um, he gives him the p- pile driver on the concrete. It's a well-protected... Um, lawler style head head is four inches from the ground, yeah <laughs> classic pile driver um, cameraman 's fault not not shadow wx 's fault if the cameraman didn 't shoot that from an angle that protected the fucking business yeah um, and then he lays Yamakawa over a table on the floor by a balcony i 'm putting my feet up now because mm-hmm. now i 'm getting excited i 'm um, trying to fuck um, here we go. Crossing cross the other way, um, he hit. He we get, <laughs> He picks up a light tube. He hits him with a single light tube over the chest. Right. And he's yeah. laid across the table. One tube. Not bad. Right. No problem. One tube. Uh, but these tubes are different, <laughs> Oh yeah. Because <laughs> we get a close up of Yamakawa picking individual little shards of glass like out of the crease of his elbow. <laughs> <laughs> it's nasty. And then, moments later, Shadow WX puts a bag on his arm, lights it on fire, and hits Hanna with a lariat. With his arm on fire.
0: (laughs) Which I forgot that happened. Yeah, I totally
1: forgot. When he did that, I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Of course. I mean, he just
2: has all this fire around. He does. He's the the fire guy.
1: I mean, you know. It's not an unlimited supply, but... It's not... Barely limited. <laughs> it's got a lot of fire if he wants to use it. Um, and then, I guess I've said it on the show before. It's my all-time favorite high spot. <clears throat> I feel like the balcony in my mind was a little higher. I'd say it's about fifteen feet. Yeah. Um, Yamaka was still on the table, down on the floor. Winger stands, I'd say, about fifteen feet above him on the balcony, and Shadow WX is behind him with a torch. Um, and you can't really see shadow WX, but you can tell what happens is that he takes a big swig of lighter fluid or something, mm-hmm. uh, gasolina, which I think we're shadow band because we've named our episode gasolina. We'll talk about that off air though. Um, and then he <laughs> spits the, uh, the lighter fluid into the torch, igniting the back of winger's FUBU Jersey. Yeah. Um, and winger is on fire <laughs> and he jumps it's like a, it's like an explosion of fire it's incredible um because the quality of the file is like 320p so it just yeah. goes all pixels for a second <laughs> it like explodes all it's artifacted to fucking hell um and then winger just fucking he and here's the thing about the dive is he does the back senton which of course is the great the greatest high flying move in all of wrestling yes um absolutely it's there's so cool. there there is no better no cooler move to do than jump out, kick your legs, land back first on a the guy. There's nothing cooler, the coolest wrestler of all time it's his finish, and the winger is not that cool, but he does the coolest move, and he's on yes. fire. And he does it off the balcony, through the table, on fire, and he was on fire. And he dest- and he fucking <laughs> destroys the table. And Yamakawa. Like he smashes his own tailbone so hard on the fucking floor that I you know, if you told me you never walked again, I'd believe you. Sure, yeah. Um and it, you know, the fire spit part of it, there's a replay too, so you really get to see it. I think it's the only replay in the match. In the final but um It's I it's it's it holds up, I think I think just the, the the choreography of it all, the fact that it's a back senton and he lands it so well, but just the idea that like sort of they preface the fire with shadow, p- putting a, a a bag on his arm. <laughs> he put a bag. He put a bag of uh, dog shit on his arm and he lit it on fire and then he delivered a. Uh, a running flaming dog shit lariat <laughs> to Hanma. Um, so that's just what you gotta do. And then he was like, "You know what? I could do. I could set my friend on fire, and he could jump off this balcony." <laughs> that's the idea. He's like, "I'll set you on fire. You jump off." And when you're just like, "Hell yeah, man!" This happens. So in... I
2: get to hang out with my
1: friend. Have you ever seen the Lord of the Rings: Return of the King? <laughs> You know King Denethor of. Uh, fuck, yes. What was it? Fuck, I haven't seen that shit in a long time. I know what you mean. I never read the book, so for me it's just movies. You know. <laughs> I, I know their books too. Denethor of. Whatever. Gondor. Gondor. And he fucking. He's on fire and he died. It's basically like that. It's like when Denethor of Gondor. King of Gondor jumps off the thing. This okay, is the fuck. wrestling version of that. Um similar to how the lighting in the junkyard invitational is like Barry Lyndon. Um Absolutely. He removes his FUBU jersey finally because it is uh on fire. And then it's they, on
2: fire and it's also I mean they do have a water bucket guy. Important as always. Gotta have as a, a we've water bucket. From such incidents as uh, JJ Escobar's crotch on fire, you gotta have a, <laughs> yeah, you gotta have a, a water, water guy. A guy. You, gotta
1: have a, you gotta have Captain Parker there to bring your scarves and your water. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did, it's you, true. did you see the trailer for Elvis? We watched yeah, it. Yeah, but it's really funny Ilken, it, Yeah, it looks really great. Um, can't wait. I can't wait. A lot of the crotch to face ratios uh, in that in that trailer is very good. Um, excuse me. I'm I also am sick still. <laughs> yeah. Um. So if my my voice goes while I'm describing the man on fire falling off of the side of a building through a table. Um, nobody ever does that, though. Nobody's ever set themselves on fire and jumped off. Like, have that, is that a thing? Can you think of another time somebody did a balcony dive while on fire? No. And it's not, not just really. that he's on fire. His friend breathes fire onto his back. It's, like, cinematic. It's, like, it's, like. Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, extended edition.
2: Right? Yeah. sometimes it's just, you know, like I said, that's just what friendship is, man. You know, that's just, like, being for Bud. Like, hey, I got an idea. You want to, like, set me on fire? That's how I I feel when
1: I watch this. I feel like I'm, like, they're my friends, you know? You know, this feels like, you know, when Frodo gets on the ship to the Grey Havens. I feel like when I turn this match on, I'm getting on the ship to the Grey Havens. But then I come back and, you know, whatever. I don't really know how that movie ends. Uh, Or the books, because I never read them. Uh, They make their way (laughs) back to the ring eventually, and Yamakawa gets laid under a barbed wire board. Winger does another senton, which, as we've mentioned, is the coolest uh, top rope move you can do. Onto the board. um, That gets two. Um, Shadow suplexes him through another board. Um. Yeah, we get we get a finish. I, I guess we, we do move into a like standard like the guys wrestle and hit high spots through props and I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's all really good. There's a light tube board. Um which is a good spot. That's uh what is that? Shadow is gonna go for a superplex on Yamakawa, Hanma comes in, light tubes him in the back and gets under grabs Shadow, WX, who's a much bigger guy. For a power bomb, and Hanma sort of struggling, you know, um, walks the fucking big man over. I'm doing steps, just trying to <laughs> I'm miming it uh, over to the tube board, and fucking boom, big explosion of glass. Um, and Yamakawa hits the Yoshitatsu flying spinning heel kick. I love the flying Fuck. kick. It's so, and anytime it gets hit like that, it's just incredible. It's a fucking body flying like that. It makes no sense. Um, seems really dangerous, you know low margin of uh error or whatever uh small margin of error um and uh then he hits the angel's wings i believe on winger and when he it, when he does it he deliberately turns towards the glass to drop him face first in it like it's just like little shit you know like that um and then he goes for the pin shadow breaks it up with an elbow drop and he looks cool doing it he's like a cool guy shadow wx is like kind of cool in this match <laughs> he wears the Fubu and he looks like he's like does, like he should be in a fucking like. Should have could have been in like a hip hop video, like doing elbow drops and breathing fire and set and putting a bag of dog shit on his fire. <laughs> and he's like in. Uh, it's he,
2: very. I mean, did you see? Did you see the clip of, of Savelle Cool J explaining all the wild shit he does in music videos?
1: Yeah, this has been a thing on Twitter the last couple of days. Yeah, sure. I, I saw like, it.
2: Like, yeah, you know, who's to say? That isn't the way that the fucking Shadow WX is. Shadow way. WX is kind it's of like, a,
1: like an L.O. Cool J type of figure.
2: Ladies love
1: Shadow WX. Google yeah,
2: well, <laughs> Shadow WX.
1: That's good. Um, Hanma. Um, Hanma jumps off the top rope with a light tube and swings it like a double axe handle style. Yeah, over Shadow WX's head, which I think is super cool. I think people do not. We talked about this another time where somebody did a flying chair shot. Like this. Off the top rope and yeah. just down. I think it might have been Matthew Justice or something. He does that sometimes. The idea of like, I'm going to hit you with this thing. Okay, I'm going to jump off the rope and I'm just going to do it. I'm going to swing it down. And it, like, he's not doing a move with it. There's nothing spectacular about it. It's just, I'm hitting you with it and I'm coming down from up here. Hey. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it just, it would hurt worse. To get hit with a light tube from that high would hurt worse than from right in front of you.
2: It's called velocity and so forth. Yeah, you know. yeah,
1: it's physics. Uh, time plus comedy equals yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's good. It's really nice, and uh, he um, what he he gets him for the uh, the he gets winger for the super duper doomplex after this. Um, the finish, which is extremely funny, that they, they went back and, and what it's Yamakawa lifts Hanma up on his shoulders, his partner. And mm-hmm. they it's sort of a doomsday device sort of shape. Um electric chair and Winger's up on the top rope and they hit a super superplex, a super superplex. Um and Winger kinda lands in the glass. Um and that's it. But it's just a very silly move. But the whole match I, I this one is I, I guess in my head also there's another match that I believe is Yamakawa versus Hanma singles that I think is in the same building. And there's these two matches were like the ones for me that were like sure. before like Sekimoto. And of course we never talked about it, but Sekimoto, of course was a deathmatch wrestler before I became just a, a tough uh you know, fat or not fat, uh strong short guy. Yeah. Um He's a he's Stumpy Man. Uh, I like. I'm a Sekimoto fan, even though I don't. You know, a lot of his stuff is whatever. I still like the guy. I think he's indulges maybe a little too much in his own bullshit. Like a lot yeah. of a lot of the strong BJ stuff has tended to do over the last you know whatever seven eight years. But you know I I I do think that that, that is an interesting era where he becomes sort of a deathmatch ace, and Abdullah Kobayashi is really starting to around this time become. A, a hot guy, um, and 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 Ryuji Ito, and then you know you got Hanma goes to all Japan. Yamakawa gets the, gets injured by Zandig or the wife beater. Wife beater. It's, it's a combination of things. That's they both fucked it up.
2: Yeah. But Yamakawa calls the spot, and he had no idea that it's like it's, like, it's a terrible idea. Wife beater's like guy. I'm not sure about this. It's in his shoot where he says, "I don't think Matsunaga was so hardcore," which is a funny line, but. <laughs> Uh, but like, you do see it and you're like, Oh, Yamakawa, you're an idiot. This is a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's like, cause I've never seen the wife feeder do that in any other context. He never did like, uh, the choke breaker off of the, uh, fucking off the apron for like a crappy table that doesn't go to, that's not going to break.
1: Yeah. I don't, so I don't like, you know the spot in question, but I, <clears throat> I mean, you know, whatever accidents happen yamakama kept, Yama kept wrestling obviously and, and yeah and even you know has done plenty of death matches since then he just doesn't wrestle at the same level um and it sucks whatever wife beater is also a great wrestler so yeah just <laughs> who, who
2: justice pain
1: yeah yeah He's hurt
2: everyone anyway yeah
1: um and then hanma went on to you know great things obviously and, uh, oh, poor buddy.
2: You know what the winger did? He had a banana eating deathmatch.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing, is also, like, you got Jun Kasai coming in here soon as, like, one of the rising stars. And, yeah. and Big Japan takes its own shape again. You know, Min's Teo starts to guide all of the non deathmatch guys. And we get, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff that happens in, in Big Japan over the next, over the next few years, um, after this. And I, you know, I think we'll get back to the to some big Japan soon. I I I guess I think so too. You look at the like the mid 90s stuff, and they got all the weird shit where it's like uh, the balloon death match, or whatever. You know, um, <laughs> and do they do do they do the uh, the alligator? Yes, uh, where Matsunaga wrestles an alligator, a baby alligator. Um, I've watched that pretty recently. Matsunaga seemed like he, I mean, he must not be that hardcore because he didn't seem very willing to kill an alligator. Um, Because he could have, and he seemed like he was about to, and he was like, no, I'm I'm just not going to do this. (laughs) Um,
2: You know, you just can't question the heart of a Marine, John.
1: Yeah, yeah, Matsunaga was in the Japanese Marines, for sure. Um, We've never talked about him, have we? Matsunaga? Yes, we have. We've talked about him on FMW shows. Yeah. We've only talked about early Matsunaga, though. We've never talked about crazy Matsunaga. No, no. Okay, well, one day soon. Um, all Jelly right, Jelly Grayman. Jelly Grayman, yeah, uh, one of our main characters on the show. <laughs> one of our one of our ensemble, our Nashville style ensemble. Um, all right, take a little break and uh, come back and and go to go to Champ Sports Arena. Absolutely, is that right? Champs Sports Arena.
2: We're in Champs Sewell New Jersey. Jersey. Well, we're not there Sewell. yet. Sewell. Sewell.
1: Sewell. Sewell. Wooder.
0: Good times for change. See the luck I've had To make a good man bad So please, please, please Let me get what I want Lord knows it would be the first time I haven't had I a dream in a, a long, long night. time.
1: See so the life like that. For once in my life, let me
0: yeah, get well, what I, I want.
1: Lord knows You're it would be the first time. I'm so tired. Yeah, I'm so tired all the time. It's been a tough time, you know. You've known me since before he was born, so you know you know you know the arc that I've uh, sort of seen. You've seen the arc that I've lived. Yeah. And I know that you know, you know, whatever. (laughs) Welcome back to wrestling is gross. gross. (laughs) No, yeah, we're doing fine. We're doing great. He's good. We're good. Uh, oh, Chili. Gotta stray the Chili. He's just a little guy, you know? Oh, he's great. He's the fucking man. I love this guy. Yeah, he's uh, he's really into Mario now. Oh, shit. I'm bumping into shit. He's really into Mario. He's really into... Um, ma- mostly Mario. Mario videos. He doesn't play yet, but he loves to watch his sister play.
2: That's he's, he, a su- he's a supportive guy. He plays... Know?
1: We got the Mario Lego thing. Mario Lego, Luigi, and Mario, so
2: yeah he's supportive and we had
1: bowser but fucking he got all busted up and all the fucking oh, yeah, pieces are fucking that. everywhere do you remember oh yeah oh well no that I was remember, a, no you Pearl, remember the bowser toy arm falling uh, off oh
0: i
2: remember that what the fuck is the deal with fucking bowser man no
1: he's cool we've he's glued on and he's good i'm glad yeah i, I remember you were he's fucking sort of.
2: freaking the fuck out. that was right before an episode started yeah, Pearl's, like, Pearl's going to know the a difference somehow. She's going to fucking find a way to know the difference. God yeah. damn it. I remember these things.
1: Yeah. Well, we already know? had two Bowsers, and one of them had, like, a paint chipped off of one of the toes.
2: Oh, the fuck? And, she, c- and she,
1: call, she called it toenail Bowser. Oh And she like, Bowser. if I handed her that one, she's like, no, I don't want toenail Bowser. I want regular Bowser. Oh <laughs> <Aww. laughs> So that was a couple years ago. Now she's cool. She's, you know, she's in school. She's at school right now hell she didn't have a single fucking bowser on her although she did get to take uh she took bowser jr to school with her recently she also took a pokemon uh, but that was like for a thing she took bowser jr to school for like a special bring your little buddy to school today and she brought bowser jr stuffy um But no, she brought this fucking, this tiny little fucking Chinese Wish Pokemon toy that we got in like a set of a bunch of shitty toys. And it's Totodile, who's like a fucking generation three Pokemon. Like he's a fucking nobody. He's a total piece of shit. (laughs) Totodile. Little blue fucking crocodile. She loved this toy. She smuggled it to fucking school without me knowing in her pocket. And I didn't know, and she got it taken away from her, and it was a fucking thing. It was a whole goddamn thing, and they were supposed to give it back at the end of the day, and they forgot. And then I had to message them, and they were like, we'll put it in her bag tomorrow. And then the next day came, and it was like, well, she was playing with it too much, so we took it away again. And I was like, what the fuck? Why did you give it back to her before she was about to get on the... Anyways, um, we finally got it back after a week and a half of drama to get Toto Dial back, this shitty... 48. Did I ever
2: tell you about the time... Being okay. a fucking parent. So being, I, had, being I got a, this... Uh, I'm being this, a
1: dad and it's hard. I got That's like this
2: saying. this rubber snake at the zoo. Mm. And I took it to show and tell for uh kindergarten oh, and damn. i'm like i got uh, i have such a sense of theatricality of course i'm holding it behind my back i'm holding it behind my oh, back. oh you're gonna
1: you're gonna pretend it's a real snake
2: i'm just gonna throw it out in the middle of the, the middle oh of the you're just, it's a quick and prank. we had a sub that day and she was so fucking pissed off but she took it away from me oh, no. so we had like a little uh thing like gym class or, thing, uh, or like something that looked uh, a little late, a couple hours later uh-huh. and she still had it she was carrying the fucking thing with her and she trips down the stairs and I think
1: the thing you back. You pushed her down the stairs?
2: I didn't. Try, I didn't push her. Someone else might. You pushed this kindergarten substitute down the stairs? I would not have done that. <laughs> I just, I, you know, I just take advantage of others. Uh, you know, others' I'm horrible say,
1: decisions. While we're on the subject, my wife is a substitute teacher right now. She's not sure if she wants to keep doing this or not. It's fine. She'll figure it out. Um, but she did a, a job for a couple of weeks for a middle school and she found out that the teacher, they didn't tell her up front, but they, she found out that the teacher that she was subbing for had been attacked by one of the students in the class, had been Aww. beaten up and was required brain surgery. Jesus and she, Christ. she found that out after a week through gossip, not through any official channels. So that's what's going on in our public schools. <laughs> I
2: mean, I heard about some, some like teacher getting their ass whooped in Florida. And that's, so.
1: that's on the record, but off the record, I won't say the school it doesn't matter, but. That happened, for real. Well, which, so.
2: Obviously, Missouri is the Florida of the Midwest, but what is Illinois? Obviously.
1: Uh, I mean, Illinois is the fucking North Carolina. You know, it's the cool yeah. it's the cool state. It's like, oh, they got a cool cities. You get there, but then it's like, don't go out of the cities, man. They'll fucking <laughs> kill you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's all white enclaves, man. It sucks. Yeah, Illinois is all right at times, you know. I'm in, in a city big enough, you know, you're okay. I don't know. Yeah. It sucks. People are shitty everywhere, man. Deaths that's America. true. It sucks. sucks Absolutely. ass out here. that's why we say it. It sucks ass out here. Um, You know where it really sucked ass? Sewell. Sewell, New Jersey. <laughs> Have you been to Sewell? Not recently. Why would you go I've to been... is Sewell? Is, how big is Sewell, New Jersey? How big is Sewell, New Jersey?
2: Uh, I want to say it's in... It's like in uh fucking... Camden County, but don't quote me okay, on that.
1: Okay, but it's just one of those Jersey towns. That's like yeah. thirty thousand people or whatever. No, not even. Not even Gloucester, okay.
2: Gloucester. It was out of Gloucester, Camden, and it's like population of
1: uh something. Yeah, I've been to uh what was the what's the other one by Camden? That's um, the one. I, fuck, I can't remember. I visited, I went with a girl to meet her parents there. Mantua? Sure? <laughs> no, I fucking, I can never remember. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's right over the, it's right outside of Philly, next to Camden. It's the other We've one. talked about this. Palmyra. Palmyra, Palmyra, that's where I've been. Um, And I was in Camden probably at some point too. Um, Yeah, so Jersey. Yeah,
2: Gloucester County is the home of American deathmatch wrestling, which is a whole other thing
1: to think about uh, in a way, but it's just true. I mean, that's where Zandig (laughs) chose his promised land as. That's the Mecca. That's the, you know, these were the first people.
2: Where, I mean, you know, that is where they put the national park. Yeah, that is their, is their <laughs> that's National why Park they there.
1: named the city there, yeah. Um, yeah, so this is from Combat Zone Wrestling, June 8th, 2001. The Amazing Red, Joel Maximo, and Jose Maximo, the SAT, versus Divine Storm, Chris Divine and Quiet Storm, and their little buddy, Brian XL, CZ-fucking-W. Super. Um, uh no, no. We love, so obviously it goes about saying yeah. that we love uh
2: CZW pretty much every not single thing buy, about CZW. but buy, we haven't done a lot of,
1: of of like
2: just pure spot Which shit from C CZW.
1: The the the
2: the
1: oh, <laughs> <man. laughs> CZW. There's no interests on in this file, sadly. No, um, but the, the the commentary also is on the left channel only, which yes. I found out with listening with earbuds. I didn't really earbuds. think about that, but it is true. That that it's, it's only in the left channel. I listened to it. I was like, I'm going to listen to it with the right earbud in and just leave. And I was like, well, I had to switch it around. Because <laughs> Gargiulo House, only in the left earbud on this one, folks. <laughs> God damn it. Um, yeah, the Maximos in red wearing the black jumpsuits, uh, which is a great look. Um, oh, yeah,
2: I love I, – I, I, I think I almost like the black more than I like uh like the the red, orangey. Almost. I don't know. They're both great looks, so it doesn't really matter in my head. I think
1: it's a better look than uh, than what they did in Ring of Honor a year later, you know, where they've got the, the singlets. I mean, the I think the singlets do weird. look good. I do like the singlets. I like the design of the I singlets. like
2: the – yeah, I like the singlets too, and it gives but, them kind of a – some fucking hell yeah doo-doo-loo. anyway
1: well, they they look like real wrestlers there, but I kind of like it when it looks like they're just like just guys who you know are off the fucking street I kind of yeah. like I kind of like that they look like they fucking you know they're like out of nowhere they're they're just guys who walked in and they're like uh you know we we are we can all buy a Dickies jumpsuit and cut the sleeves off. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I always love, uh, especially early in early 2000 indies when, you know, a time where people were criticized for wearing too many t-shirts and trash bag pants and cargo pants and jeans and all know. that shit. Yeah. In,
2: in a way, I mean, I kind of, I mean, I, I said this in the group chat like sometime last week, I think, you know, who's an archetypal wrestler who I miss, and it's like incredible that I miss this fucking guy as like an archetype. It's mm. fucking Eric Cannon.
1: <laughs> yeah, Eric Cannon I, was a guy who knew what was up.
2: I just am like, like Eric he, Cannon. Is he's just not like, gone. Oh, he still oh, wrestles. No, but we don't have enough Eric Cannons, which no. is insane to me. Like, well, stumpy you little guy, you, know, you don't watch like, Time Bomb Wrestling.
1: <laughs> yeah, but well, that's dumpy. You f- heard of the show Time Bomb Eric, of course. He is a friend
2: of the show. But I, what all I want is just like stumpy little guys yeah. who throw suplexes. What? Well, and said. maybe they were trash. You know, every every single wrestler who was in extreme strong style yeah. or fucking uh revolution strong, revolution style, strong style, any yeah. kind of bullshit tournament that was called strong style or something from between two thousand two and two thousand six is great.
1: Oh, you know right? who I like Brad Bradley.
2: Brad Bradley whips ass. Ryan Ooh. Boz. You, know
1: who we'll you were about to back? say Brian, but Ryan Buzz. No, who? Who?
2: No, no. I even miss B.J. Whitmer at fucking times. Oh yeah, How well he's. Is that? I mean,
1: look, he's. I think he's working, right? He's doing stuff.
2: He's uh, he's got a job with AEW. Yeah,
1: he's like, he's yeah, he's doing his thing. That's cool. Um, you know who's not doing his thing? Chris Devine. What happened to that guy?
2: I have no clue. <laughs> I can tell you what Brian XL is doing. I can okay. tell you. Okay. I, can, I have no fucking clue, Chris. Well, Devine. so the
1: maximum. All right, let's go through it. All right, Amazing Red, House of Glory. Yeah, is he is he a trainer there? He's the owner.
2: Uh, I don't think he officially owns the place. He and Brian xl owned the place. I think they officially did sell it to Master P.
1: Oh, of course. And, well, the story well, was that they sold it to Master P, <laughs> and they course. didn't run a
2: fucking show for ye- like a year and a half. Oh, of
1: course. So I have no idea. Well, they're what the back though. They're, there. But still, all right. So that's their baby Ho- hog. They yeah, named, they named <laughs> they named the promotion. I'm not gonna say it. The Maximos um, are back. They named, they named the promotion Hog. Um house of glory <laughs> yeah um the brian xl resurfaced there recently within the last four years wrestled red i think on it and is like one of the he's one of the owners and one of the trainers yeah there, right?
2: he's he's there in the in the in the gangone uh match right after a bunch of referees
1: yeah the red gangone match is crazy that's a crazy i don't know how we'd ever get to that one right? i don't that's know
2: that's how a... that or the low-key well so we're gonna match. cover
1: the WWE version of that match <laughs> yes i know
2: i was going to bring up funny, my love you know? of referees die
1: like multiple referee bumps in one match yeah i i so they're so they're hog they named it the promotion hog
2: the maximos um, have a fed come in and they're just they're just back
1: What's, yeah the Max, uh, that's yeah. great man and maximo's just wrestled uh on a on a, on a gcw show the brett um, wrestled the briscoes yeah brett's back and whatever so on uh and so forth.
2: quiet storm has been in japan for 10 so years quiet
1: storm has lived in so that's the weirdest one here oh yeah all right so red was... maximo's i get it they stayed like sorta towards you know new york they're still there new york and north jersey brian X. The, like, the, the tri-state area yeah Chris Devine disappears into obscurity. Can you tell me? Do you have a what? Well, the last time what's... I think
2: I have him wrestling is two thousand
1: four. Okay, I thought I, it was, know, God... I thought it was something like that. I thought it was like he disappears like pretty like before the yeah before the mid two thousands. Um, so his no what's his...
2: God, oh man, two thousand. The last match we have for him on Cage Match, on, yeah,
1: on Striga's website. July What's he saying? What's 16th, Striga say? Two
2: thousand three. Wow. That's insane. That's better wow. than
1: you think, dude. Oh yeah, that is crazy. He just goes and Quiet Storm. I don't know how quickly Quiet Storm ends up like as like a K Dojo guy. Like the other thing about Quiet Storm moving to Japan is like he's in Noah now, right? And he's been in Noah. He was for in a
2: while. Noah for a while. He's uh. he's been doing some glee he was doing that uh bodyguards fed i think he's gonna be in Osaka pro which is where he had uh, made a home for himself for a while he just lives
1: out there and he floats around and he he gets work he gets work in different indies and shit he's
2: actively been there for 20 years now actively
1: working even as an indie guy just floating around working at least twice a week it's incredible and we know we don't see hardly any of it i mean you could see some of it i never watch it
2: I mean, I I think Quiet Storm and like his tag team with Yone and stuff—that's right. fun. I don't think he's that's great. The last thing I I've seen. wish I love to see him. Like I just always see him, and I think like, oh, this is like the literal fusion of Glenn Danzig and John Zandig because he's like a stumpy <laughs> little man, and he's balding, and he's got a pop belly, and you're like, I want this guy to do death
1: matches. He's got. I, smell, I've yeah.
2: never seen any human being I wanted to do death matches more than him, and he just doesn't, and that's fine. He doesn't have to, but I think he'd be awesome in them.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, like he, he seems very pleased to just do what he does, and he's been doing it for a while. And, I don't know, it's a very the, weird ca- the, career arc. The
2: first time that Strig's was listed as having worked most, his number one promotion was Japanese, was 2003 for Kei Yeah, I was, say, was I, was say, I was going to say, I was going to say,
1: I was going to say, oh, for Kei Jojo would be my first guess, but yeah, I, I, I remember it's when that crazy. happened. I remember it's, when he, like, he, and it was like, it was like a thing on CCW fans. People were like, yeah, he moved over there. He's done. He's like, he lives there. He speaks the language, like. I also, okay I mean, weird just, <laughs> that's weird fucking, would, it, would it actually be sick if brett fucking flew him in oh it would be so sick that would be so fucking I, cool and I, found chris divine and brian xl fucking run this match run this match we haven't talked about the match yet it's amazing red <laughs> yeah shit uh,
2: we're talking about the match We're get we're, we're, we're circling yeah, yeah 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 amazing red really and
1: the sat versus brian xl and divine storm yes brett fucking get fly, fly quiet storm and find chris divine and get red and brian xl there you already got the maximos you can make you can do this we could just do this we could do this in a fucking week we could do it spring break and i was fucking you, i mean oh, hey boy. you know
2: you know, who, you know who's break. out here booking uh the maximos versus the carnage crew it's fucking danny
1: is that right yeah what's that when's that happening
2: uh wrestlemania weekend but up in newark
1: oh <laughs> counter programming i didn't know that was happening um is that just announced that was announced like two days ago yeah oh i missed it um, the guards, all right, so Gargiulo says that the CCW crowd is the hardest crowd in wrestling to please, uh, but that they gave the Maximos and the Briscoes, uh, a standing ovation when they wrestled here a couple months ago. Um, we get to start, we get some, uh, some nice, crisp, easy arm drag exchanges. Uh, they, they go on some, on some stuff. It's very much like a, you know, guys that have wrestled each other before, but it doesn't feel super choreographed. It feels like Lucha, you know? It feels like guys yeah. doing arm drags on each other and being like, ha now I get you. It's, a, I
2: mean, some of it's a little sloppy, but they're also literal. Some of these men are like literally children.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, they, they, what, that's part I, of the order. I forget if it's,
2: jo- uh, if it's Jose or Joel, who is still literally 17.
1: If this I'm... was too clean in this place, it would look wrong. Yeah. Like it, it should look, uh, everything should look a little bit sloppy. We're in the Champs Sports Arena in Sewell, New Jersey. We're not at fucking Arena Mexico. Yeah, no. yeah, no. You get a wood or ice here, not a – whatever they have there. Um,
2: I know they have the seafood in uh, goddamn uh, Puebla, but I don't know about <laughs> <yeah>. Arena Mexico. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, where do you get one of those Super Astro Tortoise? Um, Maximos uh, are really cool – and uh, they, they they seem kind of taller than everybody else here. I, I noticed oh, the Maximos. No,
2: yeah, the Maximos sort of have. They're sort of a weird team because at their best they're like a power team, really.
1: Yeah, they have a lot of big, interesting moves that don't make any sense. That like they do on smaller guys because they're usually wrestling smaller guys, so they're like able to like they're wrestling you know insane dragon and Dixie, and they're able to just fuck them up with crazy shit that nobody would ever imagine, you know? Yeah. Like, um, like they, the Skele Driver, which we'll talk more about the Skele Driver later. Like they,
2: come off, yeah, they come off like a weird bulldogs almost, which is oh, cool. Oh, sure.
1: Yeah, they are kind of like the bulldogs. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Um, Eric says that there, it's like a, he says, he says, I've got a, I've got a quote here. He says, it's, uh, Eric Gradulo says, it's like a luchador matchup in there.
2: <laughs> um I, I guess man I don't know weird is way awesome. to say it I mean yeah.
1: he's is not wrong I mean the point is taken Um all right so Quiet Storm is so much smaller now or small so much smaller here than he is now he's a fucking big thick I don't know if people have seen him I don't know if people even know who Quiet Storm is if you're listening to this He
2: looks like Bequ- he looks like Pequeno fucking Zandig it's great. He
1: looks like yeah he does look like a little Zandig um you know he's he's got a weird He kind
2: of looks like a, he looks like sammy callahan's dirtbag uncle somehow even, even here or probably... now now okay
1: what does he look like here though he kind of he just looks, looks, looks like a tiny little nerd he looks like an C W guy like he's just like a czw looking ass guy yeah this is a guy <laughs> uh,
2: where he looks like, he just looks like a special k member
1: yeah yeah he's like uh, the
2: definition of a tiny little guy stringy respected hair by uh by actual smart fans who don't know shit
1: yeah he's got stringy hair that's like cut into a style that like somebody was like that's gonna look really cool and you're gonna look cool <laughs> and he's like okay do it um you know it's like that one of those guys got the sides cut you know i love i love quiet storm one of my favorite early ring of honor guys when i was like first getting into it i was like oh divine storm and sat these were my guys like more than anything else besides yeah. mean, besides danielson and Loki, who i immediately gravitated towards of course i was like red sat brian you know these guys these guys um and i didn't see this one first i think i saw mm-hmm. i think i saw these guys in ring of honor first and then bought and then i saw this tape after like i went on message boards and people were like oh well you like that you got to check out the fucking june 8th 2001 CCW." and i bought this tape i got this tape i had this show i don't remember what else is on it but i remember watching this fucking match over and over um and, you know, I clearly these teams have wrestled up and down the tri-state area for, like, the last year at this point, right, probably? Yeah. They're in Jersey All-Pro. They're in the precursor to ICW or whatever, you know, whatever ICW was then. It was called ICW. Yeah. U- USA Pro, I'm sure all those fucking promotions were booking some version of this match over and over, and these guys got to wrestle over and over for Donnie B and fucking Phoenix Championship <laughs> Wrestling or whatever. You know, they did this touring match, sort of for a couple of years. And it and then of course it led into, you know, special K and and the scramble style. Like this is the beginning of that. This is taking the lucha style, the lucha trio style and truly, you know, going to barely legal where the Japanese interpretation of it, the lucha fucking Michinoku Pro thing, yeah. this is the same as that. Obviously, this is maybe not as clean as that, and none of it's as clean as the great Lucha Trios matches. But, you know, this bastardization of a bastardization that continues in this game of telephone through the generations until we get to Champ Sports Arena, where if it was any cleaner than it is, it would feel wrong yes it this some of this stuff is kind of shitty and that makes it better <laughs> um so you've got red and xl trading backflips just like tinryu and hashimoto were trading chops right you got fucking just these loose cannon high spot machines of the of the trios where the sat and divine storm are kind of the more mature types where red and brian xl are the fucking the the young guns, of the maniacs of the teams right yeah um and they get down with some real fucking old black and yellow bullshit, high flying, like you know, jumping over leg sweeps and doing roll ups, and there's a bunch of dumb shit. And I was eating it up because I was just like, man, remember how simple it used to be when we were like, this is like Guerrero versus Malenko, except it's even, it's a little bit faster. <laughs> Sometimes
2: I, 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 I mean, I've enjoyed a good Guerrero Malenko since then. Yeah, yeah. But it's like it's, it's always funny, you know what it is? It's like,
1: hey, it's a valid look. <laughs> You can. I'm
2: sorry. I'm getting. It's always. It's always. It's about who does it when it's funny. You know. Yeah. Some, I, I'll never forget seeing it in uh, when after uh, Seth Rollins uh, blew out his knee, uh, Uh-huh. Ziggler and Ambrose doing it on a show. In, I think in London. I oh, just that thought sounds that was
0: great.
2: I, no, I just thought that was adorable. You know.
1: Well, you know. <laughs> I don't want
2: to see like the the great Matt style of our time. Like, and uh, I don't want to see Lee Moriarty and and Yuta doing it. That's fucking lame. Like
1: they'll well, never yeah well yeah all right
2: <laughs> they don't have gravitas
1: yeah um or novelty yeah well that's the thing is right this 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 is just a thing that people do now on a on a on an aw undercard or whatever and it's just yeah. like yeah paul gruber watched a fucking uh you know <laughs> he watched a Jay lethal match and he was like i'm gonna fucking he watched some Whatever, Ring of Honor from 2006. I don't know. It's yeah. It's it's it sucks that we have to look back on this, and and now we have those guys. But we still have cool guys. I don't know. I don't. I, I think it's not fair to say that. I no, think I'm not,
2: sh- I'm not even trying to think, shit on it. I just like. I just like.
1: As far as high spot machines go, I mean Darby and fucking uh, Sammy Guevara is a fucking maniac. I don't know. These there's there's this stuff still I, all exists. All
2: is if we're gonna do roll up spots, just do bullshit. Uh, Casita roll ups and Oklahoma rolls. Those I, are always more fun.
1: Okay, well, I I I don't really care about uh, the sanctity of of the of the a back and spots. forth of the back and forth roll up sequence. I think I mean I think it's stupid. I I don't know. It doesn't matter to me. I I think uh, a time and a place. You know, in '95, like look, you watch you you watch one of those matches now. I don't know. I'm sure everybody, you know, whatever, fucking TJ Hawks going on his blog and fucking reviewing Malenko Guerrero and being like, well, actually, uh, this is quite primitive, and, and there's not a lot of logic here. And, you know, whatever. I don't fucking care, you know? Because <laughs> it I worked then cry. and there, and this works here and, and, and well, there. Well, this like, is that's... great. I love this. Yeah. What I want say is, these guys, I love all these guys. I like Guerrero Malenko, so suck on that. I like Guerrero Malenko, <laughs> too. <laughs> I think those... I think those sunset flip roll-up reversals are actually pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. It's all about
2: context. Uh Context
1: is everything, man. Um, All right. So the SAT have some gnarly fucking – lucha triple team spots yeah they've clearly like they've honed in on like what they want to they want to focus on a lot of red striking while jose and joel do you know elaborate stretches um they've got the romero special um and then then i think joel's got him up in the romero special jose grabs him in a dragon sleeper at the same time and red red top rope double stomps uh, brian XL from there Um, And then they do another thing later on where uh, Quiet Storm is tied up in a sort of – just his arms are tied behind his back, and he's all fucked up.
2: It's like a paradise
1: lock. Yeah, and he's all fucked up. He's prone and facing up towards Red, who's going to come off with, like – I guess it's a, it's more of a dropkick, but it seems like another double stomp. He just fucking plants his chest, his, his feet in his chest. Um, and then they roll him into a, a, a you know sunset flip cradle or whatever. And it's just fucking... They're just fucking him up with, with cool, like, elaborate, you know, um, Los Diabolicos, but a little fancier, you know? Like, the same yeah. kind of shit that, you know, your classic Lucha uh, Rudo Trios would do, while kind of, like, fucking around and showboating but also doing a lot of damage you know yeah uh,
2: like it, it's it's you know it's definitely kind of idx stuff too obviously
1: kind idx yeah and, and then it all goes back to brazos and infernalis or whatever you know for the the the, the type of thing that they're doing where they 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 you know they sacrifice a it little bit within of
2: thin a tradition
1: yeah well and they they you know they, they they're like they sacrifice a little bit of uh they they could hit the guy again, but instead they'll pose, you know? Because they're yeah. having fun out there and they're all brothers and cousins and they're all doing a fun thing. Um, they're having fun out there. That's part of Lucha, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think they are kind of, I don't know, I think they're like a genuine Lucha trio. I think that's that's sort of the thing I got from this, was that Red and the SAT felt like a classical... and And, you know, the finish, we'll get to it, but the finish is absolutely just like the 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 pin they do for the the pose they do for the pin is spot on just absolutely bullshit um so good um let's see here get back into this sorry I got into a thing about them I, I I think that people don't recognize how cool of a unit they were though I really no they I, don't I really they, don't
2: I think it's, it's somehow it's underappreciated which is insane to think about
1: yeah well, but I mean
2: Red is underappreciated let alone Maxima's.
0: As yeah a whole, so well it's red had cool. a
1: longer career it's weird it's weird to think about red's full career with tna but it's a whole yeah whole other thing um and yeah now he's got a, pro- a promotion named hog yeah. um they um they've got some other insane combos i don't know there's this spot where quiet storm tries to springboard off the top uh one of the maximos is down on its hands and knees and then the other Maximo runs in and jumps off of that Maximo's back. Poetry and motion style. As Quiet Storm is springboarding and spears him out of midair. It's fucking which is great. An incredible, I love that. The timing on that is just incredible. Um, we get a we get a like a, a a sequence where everybody goes up and misses a flying top rope move, culminating in the ultimate top rope move, the infrared. Um, well, no. That well, the sad
2: thing is that it doesn't. <laughs> and
1: then Quiet Storm doesn't.
2: Does it does just—he does like a stucco splash. A out, flying like, headbutt that head doesn't, doesn't even aim like, for anybody. It's like,
1: oh, huh. <laughs> uh, Gargiulo says though on the infrared that he might have blown his knee out. John, um, the, the infrared—the infrared is such a spectacular move, even when he doesn't hit it. Oh yeah. Um, and then we move from that sequence where everybody tried a top rope move, to and everybody hits their favorite suplex sequence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, this is just hitting the beats of, like, early 2000s indie, like, bullshit spot fest. Like, it's, like, uh, a couple dives, and then all the suplexes, and then all the top rope moves, and then we go back, and then we, you know. Like, they're doing all their little combo things. And it's it's, this is very bare bones. Like, these sequences, this, like, sort of structure for this sort of match... Which you know has culminated in the new day versus the Usos and your fucking whatever, your modern indie trios matches and scrambles, you know it all starts here, yeah I mean, it didn't start here, but it's this is a step on the path towards that, you know, from you know barely legal and so on, you know whatever um it's what's what is it called these days? Is that the Michinoku Pro these yeah. days? Yeah, (laughs) from These Days. That's the one. That's where you say, well, you know, of course, These Days was the first one. (laughs) That's if you want to sound like a smart guy. If you're, like, talking to Alan Forel, you're like, well, of course, These Days was the first. Um, And then this is a step along the way to the modern fucking bullshit Spotfest style. And so we get this sequence where everybody hits their favorite suplex. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think the the highlights being uh, Red Hits a Dragon suplex on Chris Devine that has a horrific oh yeah flush head nothing else just he let he hits his head and it cranks back the wrong way it's really gross um and then joel maximo does a bridging fall away slam as his suplex of joints which is like wow that's a weird guy yeah <laughs> a weird guy decided to do the bridging fall away slam that's like the one of the weirdest moves in the world um, and then divine. And then we get it. We get our dive sequence right after this. We get a divine hits Tope, One of the maximos is a moonsault press off the top. Uh, quiet storm hits a twisting tumble lead. Uh, uh, Brian XL hits like a midair switch top rope. Acai moonsault. It looks it, fucking it, great. It looks awesome. And XL is quietly like one of the best guys in this match, but he's just oh, kind of yeah. off in the corner doing it. Like he's never the focus really. Um, and then Red tops everybody, of course. With he does a uh, with a chair propped up. He does a triple jump topé con hello, I guess. Yeah, Sa- Sabu style triple jump, flipping like swan tawning out. Incredible form, like distance, like you know, just a wonderful dive, perfect dive. Um, and then back in the ring, Quiet Storm hits the best wrestling move of all time on the on the Amazing Red. <laughs> The best, the single greatest finish. <laughs> Are you a fan of the Storm Cradle Driver? Absolutely. It's grotesque. The most incomprehensible move ever. <laughs> it is a half Nelson, half, you know, waist lock. So half and half. And you lift them up like you're going to suplex them. And then you tuck their head forward and flip their legs up and cradle the legs and drop them on their neck. And I swear to God, every time I've ever seen him do it, it was the scariest thing I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. And there's like, you know, the, the, the Joker driver, the Rubik's Cube is like a very, it's not a variation on this, but it's a similar landing. This type of move where a person lands with both legs tucked under the arms, but neck down with the head tucked in like that, the compression on it, like it's the, the you know, Green Phantom.
2: yes. That's exactly what I was thinking.
1: Yeah, he does it. He drops to the knees. With knees, it. which is grotesque, but also, I mean, so some, so he he did sometimes land knees first on a guy, but for the for the most part, the knees gives at least a little more room for the tuck to complete, which is sort of my concern is that I would yeah. that my head wouldn't go all the way down and I would just get stuck, you know? Yeah, <laughs> quiet, <laughs> quiet, quiet storm. The storm cradle drivers.
2: <laughs> Um, I just love a move that just like it, just it,
1: even now I'm it like, takes oh, that man, long it really
2: uh, collapses the <laughs> asshole on you
1: it takes that long to explain and yeah and it just rips your fucking flesh dude it's yeah that's that's one of those that's an asshole stretcher <laughs> for sure um, Brian XL does the Jody Fleisch 720 DDT which I did not see coming he hits it's the that's what it was right yeah, it was a full on like he did the, the turn and everything he and he did it as better as good as I've ever seen Jody Fleisch do it.
2: Yeah. Brian XL is underappreciated uh, too. Everyone here is underappreciated except maybe Chris Devine. No offense to him. It's just I, oh he's I just, good in this match. I you know like he's it. good in this match. It's he's also he's like,
1: underappreciated he, because he retired and nobody noticed until we yeah. just mentioned it.
2: Yeah, that's the problem. That's that's underappreciated too. Sure. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to evaluate his entire career. Because his career was like two <laughs> days. It's this
1: match and like yeah. a couple others. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The fucking Jody Flash DDT. That's cool. Brian Axel is cool. He hits a springboard four fifty. Also, like right after that, it's like crazy. It's two thousand one. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy as hell. Um, and then one of the Maximos hits a move called the Skele Driver. Uh which is I can't even describe it. <laughs>
2: I can't either, really.
1: He gets him for a power bomb. He tucks his hands between his own legs, reaches around the legs, grabs the hands, which we've seen, that's like a thing that the SAT does with some other moves, too. I don't know. There's, It doesn't make any sense. Skele driver, Awesome move. Look it up. Look up the top ten Skele Drivers list. <laughs> <laughs> sure that's somebody, yeah. Um... The SAT and Red they do some coordinated stuff. Red hits the red star press um while they both drop kick somebody. Um and I think Red had to be the first standing shooting star I ever saw. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. nobody else was doing it before him. And I was like, then, oh, you can do that? Oh, shit.
2: And nobody <laughs> Never else, else was to doing me. it before him. And then Brian XL does it in the same match, which is the best part.
1: Well, and then and Eric does say, like, oh, it looks like you stole it from... It's like, okay. You don't have a patent on a weird move <laughs> on your yeah. weird backflip thing. Um, it's not like the Skella Driver, which if somebody else does the Skella Driver, then they owe royalties to Joel Maximo.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> um.
1: Chris Devine, at some point here, towards the finishing stretch, he hits the most convoluted spine buster I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then he and Brian XL both uh, do topes, but they are just met with chairs uh, held by the Maximos. And then we get a kind of a clusterfuck ending, but it's it's still good. The Maximos throw the chairs at Storm. They don't quite know what they're doing. It takes a little while to get to the actual finish here. Um, But Red's uh, big red afro is out now. Yeah, which you know, I gotta say, whenever Red's big red afro was exposed from the durag, that's when you know shit is like, it's what? Stop playing with the PS4. What are you doing? I'm doing for nothing. <laughs> I hear the PS4 menu. God damn it, um, Red's big red afro. Um, it looks it looks incredible. The Maximos hit the Spanish fly, and then Red hits a fucking Phoenix splash. Yeah. It was a Phoenix he, splash, right? Yeah.
2: He, he goes for the infrared. No it's he actually it's, hits it's a, it.
1: no, it's a Phoenix splash. It's a twisting fi- uh four fifty that he actually hits at the end. It's not the infrared. Trust me. Okay. <laughs> just, trust me. <laughs> um mm. Yeah, no. it's on YouTube, folks. Check it out. Um and they do the they do like a trio pose at the end for the win, like Kyle's IDX. It's just it's really incredible. Um Obviously, a lot of these guys sort of left... I, I guess all of them left CZW pretty soon after this, right? This was sort of a, a platform. This and, and a lot of the other indies, and they ended up in Ring of Honor. And then, you know, it's weird. Red ended up in, in TNA for quite a while. Um, the SATs did too, right? But not as like a featured feature yeah. act. Um, they kind of just work indies. sore moves to Japan... Brian XL fades in and then back out of obscurity over the next few years. You know, um, he. You remember he appeared in that fucking Evolve uh, fray where he, he 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 yeah. blew that dive really bad. Oh man, he looked so bad. <laughs> so that's, felt... that's 2010, right?
2: Uh,
0: felt
1: 11. Yeah, that fucking rules. That was awesome. That's sort of that like that's sort of like a precursor to the show because that was on we don't know evolve and that that was like one of the first gifts i made and i was like well i should make more podcasts so i can make more gifts like this yeah (laughs) yeah, that was uh that's a excel's a cool guy and i'm glad he's still around uh kind of in some some fashion uh him and red and then i don't know the maximos are back chris devine though you know where's chris devine where's
2: the fuck is chris devine
1: that's the question that's what we really want to know that's the ultimate question Good match. You like it? Hell yeah. It's kind of, you know, I mean, it's it's hard, It's weird to come back to a match like this where it was like, wow, this was mind-blowing. Like, people say this about Barely Legal, too, right? Yeah. Um, but it's just like, at the time, it was mind-blowing. But I don't know. You see it now, and, and you realize it was mind-blowing then. We've seen crazier stuff since. But also, like, the way they thought about these moves and spots was kind of different then. Yeah. Like, it's, a lot of it wasn't as honed.
2: You oh, know okay so the edges you know, are rougher you know. You know you're going to see the seams. You accept yeah. that you're going to see the yeah, seams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that means you, you still appreciate do. the things that are a little like that are that are still like you wouldn't expect a- anyway. And you still see just... the
1: seams sort of on on this on the whatever the today's version of this matches too. Oh of
2: course. It's all about how repetition. Like yeah. Barely Legal 97 doesn't have because se- they've been doing that match like 100 times. Oh well,
1: yeah, those guys are perfect. <laughs> that's yeah. yeah, that's a perfect. Yeah. That's that's why you go back to that one, you're like, Oh shit, well I mean obviously I've seen more spectacular stuff, but like this guy these guys could be asleep right now and they'd be able to do this. Um Yeah. Red Christophine, shuts out shuts up to Chris <laughs> the worst guy. <laughs> We're gonna rank him. Uh worst guy in this match. No, I don't know.
2: They're all good. Where is Christophine? Where is
1: he? Yeah, where that's the thing. That's the thing. Where is he? Um the Aiden Blackheart of this match. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um no i like i like it um i like i like divine storm and xl i think it's a cool trio i don't know i god damn it No, i want to see quiet storm versus satu Jin. yeah quiet storm and satu Jin death deathmatch um yeah no i still think i think that's the thing that's the call that we need to make is uh fucking and you know maybe it's more suited for danny de to say hey we want divine storm he flies in a quiet storm brian xl and red are still his friends right they're all new york indie yeah. friends right they're peers they're buddies i'm sure danny namento's friends with red um and then the sat obviously are easy they're already in the fold you gotta find you gotta find chris divine
2: it's gotta find chris divine find Where's chris how- divine
1: pay for a plane ticket for uh thick ass quiet storm get him to (laughs) get him to stop wrestling kata in the house or whatever the fuck he's doing (laughs) for five minutes and let's do this let's do a fucking 20 year anniversary or 20 nice 21 but still 20 year anniversary of ring of honor which is the thing that made me aware of these guys i don't know cool yeah one of those matches you know it's one of those matches i'm glad we did it because it's like one of those matches you gotta like i thought about it for years i've been thinking about this match for years and i love it um so yeah absolutely CCW, black and yellow. Um, All right, main event time. Main event time. All right, from WWF SummerSlam 2001 for the WWF title. Uh, It is Kurt Angle versus Steve Stone Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, This is August Bill Podberg Goldcast. The Bill Podberg Goldcast. It's uh, August 19th, 2001 um one something's got to give two something's got to give and so on and so forth yeah. <laughs> oh it's, it, the video for this starts with drowning pool at the bodies hit the floor um and the, the video did you watch the video I did with the shots of Austin and Angle yelling along with the guy screaming in the song. <laughs>
2: they just had a knack back then that they just they don't knew, often show anymore. They
1: knew how to make a video. That's for sure. That's my. That was my WWF. They knew how to fucking get me hyped for a match. Um, and we are in the motherfucking invasion, baby. It's uh. You know, arguably for me, one of the most exciting times in my wrestling fandom when the when the invasion was going and it still felt like it had legs. You know, kinda, yeah. it kind of ends here a little bit after this, right? Yeah, I, if, I think by by Unforgiven, the wheels are coming off, and I could feel it even when I was twelve years old. But at this point, I'm still in. I loved it. You know, this is a month after the Invasion pay per view. Austin freshly re heel turned after being a heel, but then also sort of becoming a de facto face briefly during yeah. the invasion, and then immediately turning again. <laughs> um, uh. Which you know, heel Austin. It's it, and first of all, underrated run. Absolutely. 2001, he lost, and a nearly impossible task making Stone Cold into a fucking actual heel that people don't cheer. Um, because I mean, you know, I mean at this point we're we're deep, you know. When when he turns and joins McMahon in Houston at Mania X Seven, the next night on Raw, they're still cheering him. Like, yeah. like they don't give a shit they're like this is bullshit this is gonna end real soon he had to like hang out with Triple H for a month and a half
2: <laughs> everybody fucking yeah
1: and then, and then after that he had to be, be like have to Stephanie have to be friends with Stephanie <laughs> that's how he got that's how they made him into a heel and it's and that's what it took and he did it and he did a good job and he changed mm-hmm. his music we don't get the fuck like you don't get the pop of his music cause the glass breaks and then that shitty other music plays nobody wants to fucking cheat that shitty fucking music <laughs> no it's a terrible theme. what the hell Great. i forgot about it too i had totally forgotten
2: i i was expecting it to come i thought the disturbed I how theme. bad it
1: was and you, that's awesome you remember the disturbed theme that was the God. original song that had like a disturbed like chorus yeah <laughs> um our jeez jackie i'm gonna have to get this kid a uh acetaminophen give him a little chewable tablet here in a Aww. second um
2: We've been going for the fire flu in this house a lot. You
1: can't give that to a three-year-old, apparently. I know. It's uh, pretty restricted what you can give a child, this is. Um, Yeah, I, I I, couldn't remember this awful fucking Stone Cold music. Um, but Angle, at this point, is... So at this point, Angle has already done the love triangle with Stephanie and Triple H, which I, is one of my favorite storylines ever. Like, as a kid. I like. Yeah. I was all the way in on that. I was all the way on, like... Kurt stealing stephanie away from triple h i thought that mm-hmm. was a. I was so into that when i was 11 perfect story
2: oh, so for the record you know how uh perfect the story Theme is supposed to just be bulls on parade right
1: no, like I, I, no didn't, we actually I didn't i didn't, asked I didn't know said, that but sure we
2: told jim johnston hey i kind of i just want balls on parade basically can you do that did you know that this theme of the, the title of the theme uh of the austin theme is i won't do what you tell me
1: okay sure I did know that. You don't sure. think that's. Oh, you don't yeah. think that's fun. No, I do. I do. I. I. Yeah. Um. I didn't know it was bulls on parade. I never. I never heard that. Um. Yeah. It makes sense though. Yeah. So he's he's a uh, angle at this point is already like a past all of that. He's like, f- what happens to angle? Oh God, what happens to angle with the Triple H feud is tragic. It's like people always talk about Booker T and you know. Um, CM Punk and all these people that, like, after a program with Triple H, they were just fucking busted. You know, Triple H just buried the shit out of them, you know, without even, like, seeming like he was trying to. They just ended up in a worse place after they feud with Triple H. Kurt Angle losing, like, getting Stephanie to fall in love with him or whatever, and then her just being like, no, um, I was just... You know, and just kicking him in the balls. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just destroyed him. And then he, like, had won, he won, he wins the title after that, right? He beats The Rock for the title at No Mercy 2000, maybe, something like that? Yeah. I forget the actual timeline event, of events, but he gets his, like, big title win, like, while he's at it, and it doesn't fucking save him. Kurt Angle, like, figures out how to be a top baby face in this company by being an almost satirical version of a goofy, uh, like a goofy babyface hero. Like he's got the, 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 um, the patriotic music that started out as a thing to gather heel heat has now become this like sort of multi layers, deep, um, pandering, but also comment on, you know, I, I mean, like, Kurt Angle's a goofy motherfucker. He drinks milk, you know. Yeah. He's not like people are like, Haha, "This guy's yeah, all right. He's kind of funny and weird." <laughs> like nobody's like people, you know, he's a legit badass, but he's like a very different top babyface. If you like compare him to stone cold Steve Austin, yeah. There's no fucking common ground between their characters, you know. No. And yet, here is Kurt Angle in this role of the battered babyface that Stone Cold was in a mere, you know, whatever, two years ago or off and on over the course of the last four years of his career, right? Yeah. So it's interesting. Kurt Angle's got like fucking shiny, snazzy new gear on. There's all these.
2: He's got that gay ass shoulder tattoo.
1: Yeah, the shoulder tattoo is very funny. He's still got the hair. Um, for another... It's starting to
2: go, but it it's not gone.
1: He, uh, it's him and Edge, right? And he loses it at King of the Ring O two,
2: something he
1: like loses... that. I won't... Yeah, I think it's O two. So he's got another he, he definitely nine loses months. At
2: Edge, or... but I'm like, does he lose it at Mania? It, no, it's not Edge has it's,
1: that Day. It's, it's King. It's King of the Ring or Judgment Day of O uh, two. I know for sure because yeah. I was that was my it's my time. That was when I was really loving the stuff. Um, he's. Yeah. He's got some... He's got a good look here, though. He does look good. He looks like a fucking hero. Like, in a a, a weird, like, way of, like... uh, He's, like, a... Again, like, he's, like, a a fake, almost manufactured American hero. And for whatever reason, that's the hero we need to take on Stone Cold. You know, the hero we deserve and the hero we need. Like, yeah. Kurt Angle was the guy for us right then and there, you know? It certainly wasn't going to be Booker T or The Rock, you know? Like, those guys were in their own fucked up feud that somehow was the main event of this show. <laughs> um, yes,
2: but- it has to be called inexplicable. It yeah. has to be said, it is inexplicable that that is the main event. No, I watched the it. video.
1: Well, I, this match has a DQ finish, so I kind of get it. Uh, yeah, on some level. Um, and I just want to say, I think this is the greatest DQ finish in the history of wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, I will say that at the top here, we start with uh, Angle meeting Stone Cold in the entryway. Um, Angle's got the red lettering on the vest that says something like normal. I'm sure <laughs> it's sure, says like yeah. BMF or whatever. I was like, BMF, what's BMF? And somebody was like, well, it stands for bad motherfucker. And I was like, he has that on his Jack. Why does <laughs> like? Well, he just wears that on his jacket? Yeah. <laughs> I remember being a kid and being like, that's weird, man. This guy's weird. Um, sex is rattlesnake though. You know, weird guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he, um, he, Angle catches him in the in the entryway, which is a, a pretty interesting sort of move here because this match um, is weirdly one of the most strategic matches I think maybe we've ever covered on this show. <laughs> um, it's not
2: a match that's really about what... The, it doesn't take a, a place much in the ring compared to, uh, you know, any... Like, this isn't a gimmick match. It doesn't have a stip. It's just sure. a regular match. It's just... Just a lot on the outside.
1: Well, alright, so even beyond that, most of the match actually takes place right there in that small space between the announce tables and that one side of the ring. That's true. The most of the match does. Um so. Starting the entryway. Um, Austin charges at Angle. Angle's there to meet him. Austin throws the belt like 15 feet over Angle's head into the entryway. <laughs> um, we got Heyman and Jr. on the call, which is a great, of course, one of the great one of the great teams in all of uh, WWF commentary history. I'd say, right? I mean, yeah. it, it, we never had time to get bored of it.
2: No, we didn't. It was we such really a didn't.
1: short-lived thing that was just like, wow, this is. This is a dynamic that's, like, very interesting, and then we had a, I mean, we went into a, a period where it was full on, like, okay, Heyman's actually a heel now. He's not just, like, a heel-leaning color guy. He is a heel character. And so it led to a really interesting thing between him and Jr.
2: I think I, it's the Heyman line that said, I wanted Jr. to hate me. Yeah. I always hated when he'd uh, call Lawler King. He's a heel. You, you, you hate this man. But, of course, the, the, the lawler Jr. dynamic is a lot st- – weirder than, and, than that. That's homoerotic.
1: Well, and also he is the king. So it's undeniable. King. He was anointed and, yes. um, in a, in a court of uh, many knights. Um, yeah. So yeah. Austin, traffic yeah, traffic court. yeah, traffic court. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, multiple cases actually, uh, in the <laughs> going almost federal at certain points with some yeah. of the allegations against Jerry the King Waller. Um, Austin gets the upper hand almost immediately and really just beats the piss out of angle on the floor like early on, but then the moment they get in the ring, angle takes over double legs and grabs him and uh, mounts him and punches him a lot and Austin grabbing an angle trying to get a sort of some distance comes back with an eye poke and some nice uh, knife edge chops and we're gonna see multiple austin eye pokes in this match he's very dirty in this one he yeah. really does wrestle it like a true heel like
2: a like he's not a chicken shit but he's also being a bitch he's being an asshole he doesn't need to he doesn't need to do that he's just doing that because it's like a oh, fuck fuck it i'm just i i'm well, gonna take the shortcut he
1: decides to take the, the shortcut shortcuts sort of move. Yeah. Well, that's the, that is the, that is sort of the character, right? Is that he is, he, he is, Austin's one of the smartest wrestlers of all time. And that's sort of one of the parts of his character that people never talk about is that that's, and that's part of the, the deal with, with the Brett feud where Brett is like, um, you are crazy. You are like unhinged. And also I know that you're uh, a wrestler who can match me. Like that's, that's part of the deal is that Everybody knows that Austin is a great wrestler um, and that he never like really has to use it. So uh, it has to it takes a Bret Hart or a Kurt Angle or like a Benoit, like one of these like multifaceted, like hard ass, but also great technique sort of guys. Uh, Jack, stop. He's stomping around in his boots. You're supposed to go outside. Why do you why do you ask? I just put his boots on and now he's standing in here stomping. Go outside with him. Go outside <laughs> with him. I didn't put him on so you could stop around in here while I talk about how Chris Benoit was a great opponent for. Go <laughs> go go go. go. you go.
2: don't have you don't have, <laughs> you don't have technical showcases against McFoley. You know, yeah, for better or worse. Yeah, he's not going to.
1: Yeah, and I think I think that's I think that's that, that's that's why this is like one of the great formulas for a great Austin match. You know, angle angle and 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 bread, obviously. Um, he um, he does this uh the, the the structure of this match is basically austin um is good enough but can't like really hang in the ring with angle on like a at a at a high level so he keeps taking it outside um that's sort of the whole match that's why the match sort of happens all on the floor out there yeah and um austin makes his attempts at offense in the ring he tries some technique stuff he does uh he, he works the leg he does the classic drape the drape angles leg over the bottom rope and drop the ass on it um yeah. and, and you know nobody works the leg like that anymore everybody just does a bunch of f- fucking fancy shit austin's just like leg trap knee drops uh, fucking standing toe hold like what more do you need you know just crank it you know look yeah as long as it looks mean and you fucking look mean doing it you know um, and then at some point here, angle counters into an ankle lock, um, which is this finish, which is one of the sort of the top protected finishes in all of wrestling at this point, I think. Right. Like the, the, the ankle angle, lock. Yes. the angle, ankle lock.
2: it's uh it's it's deeply ironic to say that but yes it was it was i mean
1: well i mean ken shamrock's ankle lock before it was also a a deeply protected finish it's
2: it's Um, not 2004
1: yeah yeah and it wasn't all about like flipping out of it like the the reversals for a lot of the stuff obviously with the eddie Guerrero feud get pretty out of hand um and a lot of this stuff gets watered down over the next couple years but at this point i think the ankle lock was a big deal um and now we've had to live through Jack Swagger and shit like that. So, you know, we've had to... We've seen the worst of this. Hang on. Sorry. Oh, boy. Oh, we almost did it. We almost did it without everything going out of control. <laughs> Fuck. Um, <laughs> it's fine. It yeah. Um, um, all right. So, angle counters into an ankle lock and Austin retreats to the floor where he immediately gets the advantage. So that's sort of the deal here. Because back in, after a minute, Angle backs Austin to the ropes. Um, Austin feels, you know, sort of uh, cornered again and dumps Angle over the top of the floor again. So he seems to have figured out that he just, like, takes it outside if he gets in trouble. Then back in the ring, uh, for the third time, Austin, the hubris, causes Austin to be a little cocky. And he's making faces. He's talking shit to Hebner. Um, he's smacking Angle in the side of the head with his knee brace and he does some vertical suplexes and he's yelling at someone in the, cra- uh, he's, he's got someone in the crowd, uh, he's yelling, shut up, fat ass at them. <laughs> um, just a, you know, a really nice brief control segment. And then, you know, he takes too long, he's fucking around too much and Angle gets three Germans, four Germans, fourth elbow, uh, Angle gets back to it, hits a fourth and fifth. Austin grabs the ropes before Angle can hit a 6, but then Angle grabs him again, hits a sixth and a seventh German suplex in a seven
2: row. Seven my favorite number. Jr bro. says,
1: Jr says seven is his favorite number. Terrible Jim Morales. I have a, I have a note here that says that Jr says seven is his favorite number. I didn't really understand. <laughs> um, Angle goes for the angle slam. Austin slides out and pokes him in the eye yep um uh, and he does this sort of jumping knee tackle into the angles back angle fucking bumps really hard face first in the middle buckle
2: that's like a classic thing that would ha- that only ever happens in wwf in the main event yeah that always looks but it's like i mean i don't mean the move itself i mean you're like well what the fuck's that kind of shit and it looks awesome though. yeah always, that's
1: that's some like, uh oh. what who who like who's agenting this Pat Patterson, right? That feels like a Pat. That's move, a Pat
2: move. That's very, yeah, right. because, like, the most of this match, I wouldn't say follows, like,
1: yeah, pat told, uh, pat told the mid 90s like style, that. but well, that feels right.
2: like something you'd see in the mid 90s for right. sure. You'd- like during a Brett Diesel match,
1: I think it. I think it's something you might see in fucking the early eighties. Even I don't know. I think. I think. No, you'd, I think sure. you'd see Sarge and Pat do that move themselves. I think. I think. It's you'd really see...
2: cool. It's just really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. It's using the ring. I love t- using the
1: ring. Pat telling Angle, "This is the. This is how you bump into the."
2: Damn, know? Steve, I'm using the ring.
1: Yeah, go yes. in there and, and do I it like that. I love to see. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what.
2: And <laughs> was just awesome talking to Rico. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay.
1: Awesome. Talking to Regal. Yeah. Okay. to
2: the
0: ring, babe.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I think I think Angle is um one of those guys that obviously was still. I mean, you know, he's it's weird to think about Angle. He's a two year fucking veteran at this point. He's barely wrestled. Yeah. Like it, it is crazy how how quick he is. Just the guy. He is like one of the great like prodigy prodigies of uh, of wrestling. One of the guys who just got it immediately, and you know. Like, a, like Terry Gordy or whatever, you know? Just was like, let's do it. Let's fucking put you on top, you know? Um, and he... Um, so, let's see here. Uh, Austin hits a top rope superplex onto his own fused neck. <laughs> yes. um, and then casually hits a stunner. Uh, but Kurt kicks it too. And so it begins. Um, Austin gets in Hebner's face. Uh, Angle comes back at Austin. Attacks him from behind. And just gets stunned again. And what? Then he sells his way all the way out of the ring, right? Yeah. Um, Austin tells Hebner, go out and get him. Go out and get him for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, put him in the ring. Um, one of the best things ever is Austin bullying referees, but especially oh, yeah. fucking bitch-ass Earl Hebner. <laughs> Piece of shit, Earl Hebner. Angle um, gets busted open, I guess, on a uh, on a post bump here.
2: It's weird. I want to say it happens because of the spot in the corner
1: yeah well that is a face for a shot there's a
2: little bit on angle and then there's but then he gets really fucking bloody on the post
1: shot was there okay it's weird it's it's a weird thing so there is a story here um this is angle's first time blading and he i remember hearing him tell the story i think about um and i I don't know maybe austin cuts him for him is what it is sure he, he had trouble making it work So, I I think, no, what it was, I think, was that he cut himself and then he had Austin, like, rip it open for him and punch him a bunch. I think is what happens. Um, So, that's why you only see it once they hit the floor. So, yeah, it might have happened off. That turnbuckle spot is fucking intense. And I could see that, like, it's not an exposed buckle. It's not like they pulled the pad down. But I, I I could see you justifying a blade job off of that.
2: It's weird because it doesn't look like a broken nose spot because it hits on the cheek, but they sort of sell it like – but then there's – I don't know where he the blades blood in comes.
1: the usual spot. And yeah,
2: and you definitely see blood cut. on the side of Austin's head, which where the fuck else does that blood come from?
1: Yeah. No, I mean it's a hairline. Uh, oh, yeah, for blade sure. Great sure. job, obviously, but
0: um, yeah,
1: when he had a hairline. <laughs> um yeah he he looks good though he looks good he's he he bleeds a shitload by the by the fourth the third or fourth fucking shot into the post um austin goes to grab the belt and hebner takes it away from him austin flips in the bird and picks up kurt angle throws him into the post again and again um he mounts angle punches him and really opens the cut up and Ang- and angle bleeds really good here after this um and and austin's got uh great punches
2: yeah. You know? <laughs> I know, I know. What,
1: what a call. Uh, Steve Austin. Um, angle uh all right, so Austin takes him inside the ring, gets a pin, gets two, and then Austin immediately takes him back out of the ring and says, I'm gonna just throw you into the fucking ring post some more and does it like three more times. Which yeah. is just like cool wrestling, like good game plan shit, you know? Like, okay. Um here's how I got, I'll just keep doing this. This is how I got this far. Um I'll do this. And then he threatens to slam him into the announce table. And Angle gets a a a very brief but exciting comeback where he shoves Austin into the rail. Um Austin hits lower body and flips over the rail into the crowd. Um and then he comes back almost immediately and just suplexes Angle over the rail himself and onto the yeah. concrete. Sorry, Um, it's fine. Kid stuff. Um, He um, all right? So fucking Austin is mugging like a baby face for a moment, and then he comes over the rail, and Angle catches him in the ankle lock on the rail,
2: which Um, is a cool spot. The way we'll say, okay, so I feel like I like Angle in this match. I don't love Angle in this match. This is Austin's match, obviously. So obviously, I can't compare him to Austin because Austin is at like one of his peaks. I think they
1: work. I think it's a perfect. I it's, think a it's a perfect push dynamic and pull. Though, yeah.
2: but, but it's just like, I'm gonna break your ankle, you son of a bitch. Well the uh, idea about Kurt it is so corny. No, uh, no, no, no. Corny, I though. I disagree. I,
1: just... I think the point is that he is corny, and it is the straw dog's Dustin Hoffman point. I think you have to like recognize this guy is a fucking loser and a nerd, and <laughs> they pushed him too far.
2: Well, he's a guy who doesn't understand how to seem intimidating. This is the so first, first time no he ever bled like, in a
1: match. Yeah. It's the cover of straw dogs where he's got the busted fucking lens in the glasses. His ankles fucking straw dogs, you know, I don't know. I he's, think
2: he's, he's trying to harness an emotion that he's never felt before
1: when he has him in that ankle lock on the rail. Right. Um, and, and then he, he's shouting, he's not, sh- he's shouting, come on. Woo. He's like having fun. He's, doing the he's goofy. Really funny. Like it's he's really... a goofy guy. He doesn't know how to be cool. He's not trying to be cool. That's what's cool. He's a fucking corny bitch. He's, he's, and that's like, it's genuine. That's the thing, you know? He's not
2: cool, but he's like It's such
1: a stark contrast with Austin, too, you know? And especially Austin being this Attitude Era babyface who was cool because he was a mean SOB, and now we've got this guy, and, you know, 9-11's gonna happen in, like, three weeks. We're gonna gonna need an American hero who drinks milk, all right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, Yeah, he fucking, he drags him up the fucking stairs through the ropes into the ring by the ankle very cool and then he he drags him all the way in the ring and um Austin gets the ropes right on the next one uh but Angle's covered in blood. He looks incredible. He's screaming while he tries to break uh, Austin's an- ankle. He looks like he's like ready to rip his whole fucking foot off. Like he again, first time Angle ever bled in a match he's fucking he looks like he's re- responding genuinely like he's like really feeling it i don't know i think this is a great i think you're I, I don't know i think this is a great angle performance i think they're both perfect in this um
2: i think it's i think it's good to very good i don't know if i don't know no i he's think just not i austin, think you you got austin i can't i'm not i think not i think you saw him from the wrong
1: i think no. you saw him from the wrong angle no sure. no, no pun intended i think dun, dun, dun. Yeah. It's Fucking. it's it's He's not a a straw. Straw dogs. He's
2: not the fucking rock.
1: I will say, I will say, Straw Dogs a match, uh, a movie I do not uh, really like that much, (laughs) but I really like this match. Um, Yeah, this is this is my Straw Dogs. Um, What what the hell happens? He gets the fucking ropes. Um, Jr. says that Angle is losing blood by the heartbeat, which is a great, awesome. Oh, that's a great line. Yeah, I can't deny that. Um, and then Angle, belly to belly overhead on the floor. Austin takes a huge bump. Um, the
2: bionic fucking redneck. Yeah. Right. He just does not give a shit he, at he this gets,
1: point. He gets back up and then he punches Angle. Angle realizes, oh wait, I can do suplexes out here too. <laughs> like, yeah. he like has this moment where he's just like, oh, I'll just do wrestling moves out here. You know? Um, oh damn son. Fucking backdrops him. His fused neck and back again, um, on the floor. And again, this is this is where I realized like this match has like happened. Like over fifty percent of this match has been in this one space between the ring the 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 apron and the and the announce tables. Like this one side of the ring. They're doing it all right here. Um yeah, and it's just really well constructed. And uh angle goes up and he goes he's he goes perk angle. Yeah. Um, he does the moonsault. Um and then at some point uh Austin grabs the million dollar dream
2: fucking great like we do the whole thing
1: and, you know we're, we're I've,
2: have you ever I mean it's we really run that through the greatest have you ever been have you ever been mad to see someone do a cobra clutch god no it's the best yeah I don't know I mean I, I, love, I mean I just love the cobra clutch
1: yeah so JR, JR says we haven't seen it since the ringmaster but since a guy called but, the ringmaster but seasoned Austin heads of course know that he did it at mania x7 of course yeah um and then, of course, Angle does the walk up the ropes and, and tries yeah. to win the same Brett, way Brett did it at Survivor Series 96. We're not
2: allowed to mention Brett right now. Uh, Heyman will be the one who mentions Brett. It to help him up with that famous promo, but still.
1: Right, right, of course, of course. Uh, he was right. Um, was but, built with – Titan Towers was built
2: with Bret's, Bret Hart's blood. Yeah,
1: Absolutely. Um, I've come. You know what? I like Brett more and more all the time. But especially, every like you know what the turning point for me and Bret Hart was was when what? I, was when when I found out when somebody was like, yeah, in his book he said that he used to put women in the sharpshooter. Oh yeah, he fucked in the sharpshooter. While he was fucking them, he would put them in the sharpshooter and put his penis in them and fuck them. And I was like, oh okay, the hitman. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that's why they called that. him the hitman. <laughs>
2: yeah, none of it makes uh, like, no no uh, it does sense, it does you know what you know what.
1: Brett. Brett's, Brett's Brett got a, found, Brett he finds do it. a way. He could do it. He could do it. I love it. It's my one of my favorite wrestling stories. Um also one of my favorite uh yeah. fucking stories. <laughs> fucking stories, I guess. I don't know. Um Yeah, um they get we get a we get the three arms down thing, um with the, the false KO. Austin gets thrown through the ropes and uh I guess I don't know, the the whole thing here, we get a third stunner. Um, a fourth attempt, there's a big angle slam, everything takes forever. Love the angle slam. It's a really good angle slam. slam. This is a really pretty one, um, but he takes, uh, angle takes forever to find himself and make the cover, so, um, it's a 2.9, Heyman on commentary with a great call says Austin sold his soul for the WBF title, imagine what it'll take to get it away from him.
2: Yeah, there's also, uh... I'm sure Jr. broke out the Stone Cold Sal line a bunch of times, but I, if you if you only think about it, like if you haven't heard that him say that in like, uh, twenty years theoretically, then you're like, oh yeah, that is a great line.
1: Yeah, no, Jr. is on in top form in the the entire oh, a, the entire invasion. This is no, this is yeah. sort of peak him. I, I, I think, think,
2: and as we said, him and Heyman is such a good team
1: yeah yeah well that's, that's they're part they're, of it too, they're
2: of obviously complimentary in yeah. a way that uh jr usually didn't allow himself to be <laughs> with uh you know
1: just, uh, just jr excited somebody's there and they're like awake like <laughs> like lawler in 99 is like just dead yeah it's like a, or... doing commentary next to a zombie
2: yeah and he's and he's like comfortable a horny himself. zombie he's comfortable in himself in a way where he's not feeling like he's overshadowed like in the jesse days
1: right right yeah. he's not trying hard at all yeah of course of course he's a character um, himself he's yeah. not just jim ross 2001 he's got weird face it's a perfect storm on every fucking level of the presentation it's just wonderful yeah. it's a great it's a great year for wrestling um yeah let's see here um all right so after the third stunner and the and and the uh the, the, the angle slam. This is when Austin stands up and just randomly just decides to punch Earl Hebner in the face. <laughs>
0: yes. For no
1: reason. So this wasn't off of like a two point you know, he wasn't like that was three, goddammit, and punches him. He just stands up after a minute and decides, Alright, I'm gonna punch Earl Hebner in the face now. Um
2: He's just like fuck it. I don't give a shit what I got to do. Yeah. It, it, it might, maybe I have to kill the ref to get the ref I want. Who, or maybe I just, I'm just going to start killing refs. Yeah, I don't know really know
1: the planning here is, is interesting. I'm not really sure if he, if he knew that there was just like a feed of referees. Well, let's, let's, there's let's a really
0: good, Oh,
2: I don't, I don't want to give Earl Hebner any credit, but there's a really good, I think it's on the first stunner where he looks like he slips in the, uh, ring apron and that that's why he doesn't get the free. And I'm not going to give Earl Hebner credit because he doesn't have enough of a ref. But he does, like, catch his leg on the ring. I mean, I don't don't know. Maybe that's a thing they –
1: that might be a thing that they, you know, they lay out to to protect a move or, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's what I was – This is a match with a lot of thought put into it. Clearly, I'm saying.
2: I I mean, if if that's, like, one of those sort of, you know, things where, you know, it's always – like, it's like Antonio Honda uh, having to crook himself back up after he hits the Tiger Suplex on Dick Togo. It's like, how think, much is that planned? I don't give a shit. It adds to the match on the way. I
1: don't think anybody remembers that. I'm sorry. I care. <laughs>
2: um, Go watch Dick Togo
1: for.
2: Um, I'm talking to you, man. I'm talking to you, motherfucker.
1: Okay. Well, I don't remember it. I'm sorry. I remember I don't it. I remember individual <laughs> spots from that match, so. Um, the... Um, mm. Let's see here. He punches Earl Hebner. Um, Angle hits a DDT, and Mike Kyoto runs down to the ring to make the count, uh, but only gets two. Then Austin hits a low blow right in front of Chioda.
2: Um <laughs> which
1: is just like, you know, Kyoto's like, fuck what the fuck? Throw
2: this match out. Throw this fucking match out. Yeah.
1: Idiot. He goes, like, he's trying to get disqualified, and Mike Kyoto's just like, what are you doing? And so he just gets up, and he hits Kyoto with a stomach stunner tells him to fuck off. stummer It's with the stummy it's a tummy ache um, he yells fuck off or whatever and he tries to actually drop kick him out of the ring Kyoto's like kind of lingering by the apron and yeah. Austin like tries to double like drop kick him <laughs> both feet out of the ring Um, and then Austin grabs the title belt um, Tim White shows up and I thought he was gonna go for a cover or something on him I, like, I gonna, but tim white shows up gets in the ring and apropos of nothing austin just hits him in the face with the title belt
0: <laughs> it's awesome
1: yeah it's fucking crazy and <laughs> like we like we skipped a step in the in the in the part there you know
2: austin's just hit like if i see a guy in the wwf shirt i'm gonna hit him with a, i'm just gonna hit him right i'm gonna hit him Right. Why not? Fuck that.
1: Well, I think the deal with the Kyoto thing. I I like the Kyoto one because it, it's like, okay, disqualify me. I beat up Earl Hebner, but it's a WWF I hit the guy ref. In, I hit the guy in the fucking balls, like, and then he just the third ref is just like, fuck this, and he just hits him in the well, face. Yeah, because Kyoto
2: is re- doesn't want to de- just DQ de- 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 him because he knows he's going to screw Angle if he does that, but so he gets so he has that moment where it's like he maybe it's going through his mind and then austin's like oh, fuck this and then tim white and it's like nope he, he just literally sees the black and white stripes he's like nope get the fuck out of your fatty yeah and then... he is
1: the fat ref i could see austin being mean to him about that <laughs> uh. <Just Tim> white. <laughs> uh yeah tim white's the best lunchtime uh,
2: suicide yeah he uh... so
1: weird that was a thing he knocks him out And then angle comes up Hits the angle slam Covers him um, And then the only referee left Of course Is Nick Patrick Nick fucking Patrick baby um, Which I You know I had kind of forgotten Which steps this match took um, But by the By the time Tim White Got knocked out I was like Oh right Of course And I wasn't sure If it was going to be Charles Robinson Or Nick Patrick But it, I mean It makes more sense To be Nick Patrick um, and he comes in, and he counts a one, and then he just gets up, and he's just he like, He does N-. a
2: full-ass on it. Yeah. Like, no! He, he gave him that false hope to yeah.
1: that part. It's like, no, but fuck you, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he really did. He really looked like he was going to... Co- he committed to the bit, for sure. Um, and then he calls it a DQ. Nick fucking Patrick, baby. He DQs uh, Austin to save him the belt, and, um angle is bloody still and yet he yells no like the michael scott gif and um he's such a dweeb it's a really good shot of him yelling no 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 and he goes out and he grabs nick patrick and he throws him in the ring and he hits him in the face and he locks him in the ankle lock the crowd like loses their mind nick patrick that really
2: funny ref shirt the white ref shirt with the that that terrible wcw logo
1: it was really shitty did he he and earl hebner wrestled each other
2: I want to say it was him and Hebner wrestled at Invasion. Yes.
1: Okay. That's we should we should get to that at some point after we do Jerry Briscoe versus Pat Patterson. Um, yeah, possibly. Um, so the thing is, is yeah. So it's a DQ finish, right? Um, Nick Patrick taps out like a maniac in the ankle lock, and sort of just like off. You get it, like one shot of Austin going up the ramp, but. Mostly it's just like, oh, there he goes. Unscathed once again. He didn't even fucking blade. He didn't blade. Like it's the so crazy brought the blade back yeah it's it's fucking crazy that he just gets away completely clean yeah. in this and it, you know possibly the like the single greatest and i think probably the most justified dq finish of all time yeah like, you have to dq a guy i don't know i just think it's i think it's a perfect match i think it's so specifically laid out and that austin just was like well hell i'll just throw you in the post eight times like, and that'll be my game plan, you know? Like, I don't know. It's, it's that kind of stuff where you just, you look back on this and you you see the simplicity of this. And you realize, like, they did a, you know, yeah, there's, the, he hits a bunch of suplexes early on or whatever. But there's, like, not a lot to this one. And it's not short. No. It's like, you know, there's a there's a three-act structure and a fucking, you know... It's it's a weird little. You
2: got yourself a denouement of Nick Patcher
1: crying. While yeah, it's, pull off. it's got a it's got a satisfying finish while also being bullshit and keeping the heel strong and, and the champion. I don't know, you know, one of those one of those things that they could never pull off now. Nobody could pull this off now. Nobody no. would even try because they know. I mean, they they know they couldn't. <laughs> takes a takes a team takes a village of masters like stone cold steve austin kurt angle tim white mike kyota nick patrick and earl hebner and jim ross and paul Heyman that's your fucking ensemble cast yeah like it's it's a you know imagine
2: kenny omega hitting Earl <laughs> yeah.
1: Hebner with the belt exactly that but yeah that's
2: not gonna happen that'd be awesome yeah Rip baker should do that just just hit
1: just hit the, just hit, hit aubrey just hit of? her in the face yeah, yeah why not Nobody's gonna get. Who's gonna get mad at that? That's fine. Oh, somebody'll always get mad at everything. No. Uh,
2: Marco Stunt. They're doing this to someone for disability. <laughs> hey, you tell Marco Stunt he's disabled. All right.
1: Yeah, I think I think we we we, we go from controversy to controversy with uh, with AEW now. So yeah. it's uh, I uh, I I, I guess. Kurt Angle is uh, in this weird spot now where I guess is he is he a WWE legend contract guy?
0: I'm not
2: sure I think that he was trying to raise money for another uh, attempt to come back and as a wrestler and you're like that's not no no I'm look. I need this is the money I need for my neck surgery and it's like nobody give this man money for his sake please. It's not even that it'd be a rip-off. It's just like, he, you know...
1: Well, I'm not worried about, sad about it. He's had enough. No, he can do what he wants. I don't care. Um, I, I, um, I support him. Uh, you remember when uh, he teamed with Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania? Yeah, great match. That was like... I don't know. What was that, like a year ago? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like a year ago, right? Um, yeah, that is a great match. I don't know. Is Austin going to come back? That's what they're saying, right? Yeah. He's not uh, actually doing – Cody's not going to be in WWE, and Austin's never going to come back.
2: I hope Austin doesn't come back. How sad would that be?
1: Like – It's been too long. It's been 20 years, right? Isn't it – isn't it 02? It will
2: uh, – his last match was 03.
1: Oh, is it – okay, yeah, I guess it's 19. I almost <laughs>
2: wanted I, – I could almost justify it if they decided to just run Rock Austin again at WrestleMania in, in 2023, just because that'd be funny at least. Yeah. That'd be really – that would be so stupid that it would it would come full circle but if he's just gonna wrestle Kevin Owens
1: we gotta make it a Hobbs and Shaw shit. crossover event yeah Jungle Cruise 2 Stone Cold's in it Jumanji 4 I'm doing chili again I'm stirring chili
2: stir that damn chili man
1: yeah this is this is not my birthday chili this is this chili's gonna be gone by then I'm not sure what I'm gonna need on my birthday fry some chicken sure Thank you for listening, folks. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Um, I was thinking if if you if you want to leave a review, and I think it, in a, in a, if you leave a review and it's funny, I'll read it on the show. Yeah, maybe <laughs> Why if, not? If, if that's interesting to see anybody, <laughs> um, you could email us. I forget what the email address is, but you could you could hit us up on Twitter. Yeah, I forget what the at name is. Um, but thank you for listening folks. And, um, we'll be back next week with more of our favorite wrestling matches. (laughs) Yeah. we're going to
2: be back next week. We'll be back with more.
1: Yeah. With more of our favorite wrestling matches. And if you liked this, there's, uh, literally almost a hundred (laughs) episodes.
2: There's so many episodes.
1: There's 70, this is episode 73. So there's 72 episodes plus two bonus episodes on the feed. If you'd like to listen to those, um, I recommend every single one of them. They're all wonderful. And um, if you like this, then follow us on Twitter. Again, I forgot the ad name. Did you actually forget it? It's t- it's Touching Blood. There you go. I forget the um, – I got my kid here. It's making it difficult. Um, and if, uh, if you're out there and you are interested in supporting the show, um, it is my birthday today, and I will still be accepting – if anybody would like to buy me Elden Ring on PS4, um, you could do that. Um, I also um, w- I would like to have uh, yeah, mostly just Elden Ring on PS4. If you could get me that, so um, if you want that, I just need my address and you could send me that in the mail. All right? Yeah. So that's but, that. that's mo- not, that's man. mostly it. And uh, thank you for listening. And death to America.
2: Death to America! It's had its time. It's had its run.
1: Yeah. No, it's. I mean, we, we've entered the new phase. We're in Cool America now.
2: <laughs> you know, I think it's. Uh, I just want to say, I think it's time for Putin to just take take the prize.
1: I think it'd be cool. Yeah, I think. I think we're going. I think we're headed for Cool America finally. I think. I think everything's looking up, and I'm looking forward as a person with a uh, who's looking. I was. We're gonna. We're, we're gonna buy an SUV for to because the kids and like you know. But now it's like $4.90 a gallon for (laughs) gas. So I don't know. I might have to talk my wife out of the SUV. (laughs) Anyways, uh, if anybody wants to buy me Elden Ring, uh, hit me up, all right? Thanks for listening, folks.